everyone. Welcome to day two of the RPG Site Awards deliberations. Uh, we took a little bit of a break before after uh, calling in some other nominations, but now we're moving on to the big leagues with some important categories that we need to run down. And so instead of running through all of that, let's just go one by one. First off, we're going to be talking Best Indie RPG of 2015. Alex, as always, please go through the nominations as short a list as it is. Uh, oh, do you want to reintroduce people? Just oh, yeah, of course. Just going out at a different time. I, yeah. I just thought of that. We changed our cast just a tiny little bit. And so, um, once again, I am Zach Reese, uh, the host of this gathering of people from RPGsite.net. Uh, so, we have joining us once more is Adam Vitali. We've got... Hello. Hello, we got Alex Donaldson, Simon Hello. John, Kyle Campbell, Josh Torres, Hold Aaron on. Van Dyne, Elizabeth Hello. Edges, Darren McPhail, and then uh, missing is Andrea, but joining us is David Kreinberg. I'm actually Andrea, I just transformed. Oh, you just transformed. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah I just defused. See, that's funny because you you have like a you're from New Jersey, right? And now you have to yeah. like channel your southern drawl for Andrea. Where's she from? She's from Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay, uh, I, that that's not that's southern, perfect. Right? Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was uncanny. Wow, <laughs> Andrea, thank you. So yeah, no, so we we we're gonna go through these categories once again. Uh, is there any other housekeeping that I can think of? I think that might be it. Um, but yeah, well, let's uh, once again. Uh, we've got some big categories here. So like I mentioned, first up, we have best indie RPG. Um, so Alex, wh- who are the who are the cho- what choices do we have here? Nice short category. This one uh, we have Pillars of Eternity. We have Evo Land Two. Uh, we have uh, Zodiac or Canon Odyssey, and we have Undertale. Mm. And wow, I, think I reviewed half these games. That's the, right. The, the, you the, did. Final, <laughs> the final three for this is pretty obvious. Yes. Yeah, probably. Um, I think at least Indie is pretty obvious for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say... This, this will probably be the, the shortest... So it's just like it's, like, it's probably Zodiac. You I'll take it, Adam. This is yeah, Zodiac. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Zodiac is a really fine. The reason I put this into this category is that it's got some absolutely gorgeous artwork. It's um, got some lovely traditional, um, traditional turn base, not ATB or anything like that. Um, RPG combat. Um, and it's got a really nice attitude, but there is still a lot of, about that game in its mobile release, at least, that um, that leaves something to be desired. So what I'd say is, um, game is great, um, but it's not all there yet. I would immediately suggest we cut it, and the three that remain are our top three. However, yes. I did want to give it a note, um, and I think we might be we we may well end up talking about this this time next year yes um once the, the the ps4 and vita version has launched and has you know part of their thing is they released early on mo- on mobile and they're going to be um patching and changing and taking feedback and it will be that patched feedback driven version that eventually makes its way to console so that's one to keep an eye on basically and that's kind of what your review was talking about that it has the potential to be something great but it's missing those things and that's that's pretty much the argument i was going to make because i got to play some of it before at e3 Mm -hmm. i was like yeah oh well i know the playstation 4 and the vita versions will have that the patch will patches will come of course to the mobile version so that's the game we're going to be talking about as the best indie category although once again 
the category next year is going to be pretty strong because you have like Chasm, Hyperlight Drifter, Death's Gambit's going to be there. So it's going to be another challenging category. But indie, the Star. term indie is going to be so broad that it's going to be kind of difficult whether we want to you know keep using that term. But you know that's a story. That's a conversation for another day. Um, so we have now Pillars of Eternity, Evil Land Two, Undertale. I think Undertale wins it. Oh uh, yeah, that's what the internet seems to think. Well, that's what I seem to think. <laughs> like, I my... <laughs> Didn't it win like the greatest game of all time? And now there's a bunch yep. of rage. Uh, that's, that's just the music polls in the it's people. Game oh, that, that's best game ever, ever or whatever. <laughs> game of all time. Well, let, let's talk about this a second here because yeah. I, I do want to talk a little bit about. I, I do want to. I like Pillars of Eternity a whole lot. I think that's one of the best RPGs that's been released in a long time, generally. Um. The one thing that I'll say, this versus Undertale, they're both sort of these these big indie darling success stories. But I think the one thing that Pillars does have going for it is it is a massive, massive experience. Yeah, there is, is so much to that game, as I'm sure at least Darren can um, can attest, as well as Certainly. myself. It seems like uh, they come from opposite ends of the spectrum, both Undertale and Pillars of Eternity. They're both very different style of RPG. One's a very short, concentrated experience about your single character, whereas in Pillars, you're, you're role-playing with a party. You have a group of characters you're learning about. Yeah, you can form your own party, and it's a massive even, game. Even down to, you know, um, Undertale is a, is, a, is a love letter to your Earthbounds and the like, classic Japanese RPGs, and Pillars is a love letter to the, the tradition, and from some of the people behind, some of the, the most traditional Western RPGs. So even what? in that respect... Let me ask a question. How is Pillars of Eternity even considered indie? Because it was crowdfunded? Is is that why? Well, Pillars of Eternity is a game that was made and owned by um, Obsidian, Obsidian, who are, by their very definition, an independent okay. studio and are actually quite small. Now, Pillars of Eternity does have a publisher um, for boxed retail release, which it has had. So Paradox but it doesn't for it digital. Up. Paradox picked it up after it was completed, okay, so it was okay. released and stuff on Steam, and then Paradox picked it up and put it out. And I think Paradox, you know, have been handling some territories where, for instance, you know, I think digital distribution is less of a big deal for a game like this uh, in in some territories. So Paradox have picked it up in Eastern Europe and stuff like that and put out actual physical discs there. But it is still definitely an indie. Okay, okay that makes sense. Uh, do, do you have much to say to Evoland? I think Zach. Uh, Darren is the one who reviewed it, but I got to watch it and experience some of it elsewhere. And yeah, Darren, of course, has more to talk about with that. Yeah. It's definitely a less ambitious game than either Undertale or Pillars of Eternity. It does fix a lot of the issues that some people had with the original Evil Land. It's a fun, full of variety RPG that's not very deep, but there's a lot to it. There's a lot of different gameplay styles. It goes from a beat-em-up from a top-down Zelda to a weird, like, almost side-quest-driven mini-game where you're doing a bunch of random tasks. Almost, I think it becomes Diner Dash at one point, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's a lot there. It's, it is a fun little experience, but I don't think it can beat out either Pillars or Undertale. And I think from my perspective, I uh, the reason I love Undertale so much is that, you know, it's coming from... Uh, I mean, obviously, you have a an established composer who created this game. And so you already know that the soundtrack is going to be great because he, you know, he's a person's got a history, but, um, it's because it's, it's something that came out of nowhere and just 
I fell in love with from playing it. Pillars of Eternity, of course, is is it's it's a great game for those that are into those types of games. But personally, I I find it kind of hard to penetrate because um, it's it's such a game that is is you can it can be as complicated as you want. I mean, as as uh, the problem is like trying to talk about this without being reductive, <laughs> and so. Mm-hmm. Um, like thinking about like Pillars of Eternity, it's such a it's such a complicated game in my mind because I tried playing it, I could not, I could not get through it. Undertale seems like the most um, the game that a lot, anyone from like any different kind of background will kind kind of experience and enjoy. And there's so many different parts of that experience that I can't say anything bad about it. And you know that's that's why I think I fell in love with it the most. I mean, Adam, do you have something to say about that too? Uh, Undertale. Uh... Like I don't like I think people who consider it like best game ever or whatever is. That's Let's not talk about that. That's that's <laughs> a totally different thing. Let's not focus on that anymore. But like I think it did it had it had like a nice balance where like it had some very heartwarming aspects to it, um, where it like emotionally resonates uh, with the player and how it you know depicts characters and uh, how they talk to the player or the character, and then it also just had like this kind of this amusing kind of style of comedy. Um, where we talked about this with the writing section um, for the other for the other award, but uh, where it just it's 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 just like a joy to read the dialogue and a playthrough, um, and it's not telling like a big dramatic you know story with like compelling you know like game big... mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, not not really game. Not, I guess I'm not talking about the actual game mechanics right now. Although I think oh, those sure. are totally worthwhile. But um, it just it's just kind of a more simple you know straightforward you know, experience rather than, you know, these having like complex, um, like overlapping systems. And I just think it does like these simple things very, very well in terms of game mechanics, the, the, like the spare system is kind of like puzzly and trying to figure out, uh, if you're going through the game as a pacifist, trying to figure out, um, each, each little monster you, you meet is, you know, kind of its own little puzzle and figuring out what you need to do to, to not attack them. (laughs) So that's kind of that was kind of a little nifty thing too, but it, it it just does simple stuff so well. That's totally and and you speak about the pacifist aspect of that. Uh, I'm sorry, what was what's the other pacifist or what was the other one? Genocide. Genocide. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the thing is that I I I kind of knew about that those systems coming in. I went straight pacifist all the way through. I can for the life of me imagine ever going back and playing through the genocide just because you you know forge these relationships in the game um, that you know, change over time, you know, there's all these different things that come through that uh, might affect those relationships. Uh, but everything's anchored by the music, the story, and all these other aspects of it that I could not find myself ever going through the genocide mode, as opposed to a game like Mass Effect, where it's like, of course, I want to see what happens when I go straight Paragon, because I want to beat up the reporter or something like that. It's, it's, I think that Undertale... You mean uh, Renegade. Yeah, mm-hmm. Renegade, I'm sorry. Um, Paragon, Renegade. Um... I, I had a very lovely time with that game. I don't know if anyone else in this call experienced Undertale. David, have, did you ever get the chance to play it? Nope. nope. I had a chance to play the demo. Oh, okay. The demo. Yeah. Which I thought was okay. Good. But, and, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to play through it, but not right now. Anybody else in this call have experience with either of these games? I, I, played, I, I played Undertale. I played both. Oh. Okay, Undertale. Liz, like, yeah. Liz, what do you think of Undertale? Yeah. Oh, um... Yeah, I... Undertale is my, like, personal game of the year because I thought it was a very... Uh, I really... I don't know how to explain it without spoiling anything, but it was so... It was very emotional. It was very... 
I, I liked how short it was because I don't have a lot of time to play games nowadays. So I was like, I liked that it was more compact. And uh, the music was great. The characters were fantastic. And um, I don't like video game humor for the most part. I think it's all really bad, except for like Undertale. I actually liked the humor in Undertale, which is like a big accomplishment because most of the time I, I hate video game humor. It's terrible. It's so great, but, the, the bad puns. <laughs> it's so well, great. Like, well, well, like I kind of said earlier, like the Undertale humor, um, the main, I think like the, 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 uh, a big source of the humor in the game are the, the skeleton characters you meet. Yeah. Um, and there's, it's kind of a, it's a weird mix of like clever, like wittiness to like some of the things they do, but also it's, it's almost like corny in a way. Um, but it's almost in like an amusing way. And like I said, it's, it's, it's like on paper, it almost sounds like they'd be like dad jokes. We just groan all the time, but it was just, it was like, it, I don't know. It just kind of worked. <laughs> Hard to explain. <laughs> no, totally. And I think it helped me connect to the characters more just because they made those jokes and it was like oh that was great oh i love you <laughs> it's like I, I think you're a great character that's it's it's that type of feeling that you get but so at, at this point though so it seems like um obviously we're we're, we're trying to decide a winner here so we've got once again i think we know i think yeah. I, I think, I, think pretty... I would choose undertale fair enough yeah yeah. Yeah. I can't argue I with think it. Yeah. Going to I think Pillars it. plays it too safe, whereas Undertale mm. is a bit more experimental in its yeah. design. So I think it's I think fair it, to say that. It, it, I think it encompasses what an indie RPG is. Wasn't it entirely yeah. developed by a single person as well? Uh it's it's a it's it's a few people, but it's a very tiny group where Obsidian of course is an established studio with a record, so yeah. people are more welcoming to that I, I think, experience. I think Obsidian got unlucky with regards to that. Um, I think any other year this would have been there. No, totally. But, but, but Undertale is an exceptional piece of work. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, and and yeah. and that obviously once again we're not we're not saying any of these games are bad and, and by any means. Pillars of Eternity, from all intents and purposes, sounds like an amazing game. Uh, just we feel Undertale is a, the better in this category. So um, now that we've got that going, now we've got best small screen. Uh, category, which is gonna be surprisingly um, a little bit packed here, um, despite eh, me thinking off the bat. That was some... Bad games. <laughs> we'll talk about it soon, anyway. Uh, if you feel it's bad, we'll talk about it. So now we've got best small screen. Alex, please take it away. So we have uh, Shimigami Tensei Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker. Um, we have Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. We have uh, Hyper Devotion Noir. We have Stella Glow. We have uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. We have uh, Trials in the Sky Second Transfer Again. We've got uh, Arashika Tainted Bloodlines. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah, good enough. Um, we have uh, Atnia Aisha Plus, uh, The Legend of Legacy, Lord of Magna Made in Heaven. That is literally a game title I've never heard of until now. And Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy. Um, <laughs> we also have, we just want to note um, two games, uh, Legend of Heroes Tra- Trials of Cold Steel and Mario & Luigi Paper Jam Brothers. Now, uh, Paper Jam Brothers is out in Europe now, and I've played it, but nobody else has really had a chance to play it yet because it's not yet out in the US. And uh, Trials of Cold Steel is just coming in so close to these debates uh, that we decided we would bump it to next year, even though it did technically come out for the first time 
it's, in very it's, late December. Yeah, it's going to be out a week before the end of the year, so it's kind of hard for people to experience that. And I think it's better if people have the game in perspective when they see who won the awards too. So Well, in both those situations, we are working on reviews now. Yeah. But it's not good enough for... There, there, are, there, are, there are several of us who are interested in, like, Cold Steel that haven't played it. So it, yeah. we just kind of, you know... It's a better argument year, so we can next talk year. about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, it, it makes for a better discussion next year for sure. So with that said, now we have to get to the glorious business of cutting stuff off. Okay, our first cut is Hyper Devotion Noir. I'm sorry, oh, Zach. I'm sorry, yeah. Zach. Yep. Come on. I'm, I'm sorry, Come Zach. On, you're the only person so who would vote for you, you know, You know, I, I'm with you, but I, at the same time, it's no. It's a bad game. So many it's a bad I game. Josh? So many Josh? characters doesn't mean it's a good game. <laughs> it's a bad game. You've never played it. You don't hey, know. Josh is, Josh is Could like. Be a game of the year. Doesn't Josh's you know online handle have hyper uh, hyper dimension in his handle and he and he wants to cut it out? I mean, come on. It's because no one's ever going to vote for Nexodia except Josh for me. Is equal and Josh. anime power level to you. I think he is. If he uh... says to cross it, I think we should take it. It's Zach okay. It's going to win. Suck up to, uh, it's going to be it's going to be nominated for best big screen. It's going to be the, it's going to be in the best big screen next year <laughs> yeah. for the PC version. So it doesn't I, matter. I'm, I'm sure it will. <laughs> It's so bad. Release, so. So yes, bad. I believe you. It's definitely going to beat out Mass Effect. I'll save my conversation for best big screen. We'll talk did about it. Look, play Stella Glow? Uh, I, I played a little bit. I did. I'm, I'm playing it, and I like it a lot. So I, I played, played it. it. I reviewed That's my it. Vote. It was uh, it was a good game, but it's I don't think it's small screen worth material. That being said, this list is sort of garbage. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty much like, in the I same I would say it. I would say going down the list right now, it beats Monster Hunter, it beats Record Keeper, it doesn't wow, beat we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, when people what, really what, like what Monster Hunter, what were you saying, Liz? What were you saying, Liz, about Stella Glow? Oh, um, I also played it, and I thought it was good. I mean, I don't think it's my, like, small screen of the year, but at the same time, like, Portable this year kind of sucked. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, so, it It's like... Honestly, the last game I bought for handheld was some DBZ game. <laughs> so let me talk about a little bit about like why I think actually Stella Glow is good, but why it, you know doesn't obviously you know it's not as great. So it's it is a strategy RPG, but it does a couple things differently because it gives you the option of doing um, the the main objective along with the um, secondary objective at the same time. And if you actually try to do the second some of the secondary objectives while trying to complete main objectives in in combat, it's a little hard and some of the missions and the main objective is hard enough already. Um, so it, it, it puts an interesting twist and challenge on a lot of the, the battles you tackle. And a lot of the characters that you actually play with, they all play a little bit differently with uh, each having a, a little bit of a nuanced like mechanic. So like one person, if you use a skill, she goes invisible, uh, which sets her up for uh, you know next attacks uh, on, on the following turns. You have other people who can change stances, who can go everywhere else. Uh, on the map real fast, so it adds a nice dynamic. That being said, it's super anime. Like, like it's like super anime. So That's my ever, favorite. Yeah, you've never seen before. You have that very like Sundere character. Then you have Come the. <laughs> it's not more anime than Neptunia. <laughs> then you have the idiot like ditzy busty know. girl. Like, then you have the childhood friend who wants to be the girlfriend. Neptunia is a very serious. The story like, is heartwarming. The soundtrack is amazing. The gameplay is great. The fucking it's Final Fantasy Tactics. I will say I will say that. Oh, you got my attention. What? There's a lot of auxiliary <laughs> systems. 
that make it interesting. That being said, it is it is not. It, has, has, have any of y'all played Luminous Arc before? Yes, it's better than Luminous. Yeah. Arc. a lot better. Have you guys played the second Luminous Arc? No, mm. this game is not as good as Solid. Luminous Arc too. And that game was pandering as shit. So, so what? I'm just so I, I, it's I, I, good. It has a, it, it actually does have a good soundtrack. I, I will give it that. Yeah, it's and, it's art, and its art style is neat, but it's super pandering. Like. So if you want to upgrade a certain character, you know, there are classes of characters called witches. If you want to upgrade these witches, you have to tune them. And it goes into these weird anime sequences. And they're it's like, basically hey, like the Artanelico diving stuff. Oh, that's it was, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, legitimately, it's not it's as bad as Artanelco in that case. In that sense. Listen, dude. If I want anime esque, if I want if I want anime esque stuff, I'd be watching like Cowboy Bebop or like Fate Zero and shit. Like, no, this is like, no, this is bad. This is <laughs> why anime stuff is bad. <laughs> it's completely incomparable. I don't think that you can. What you're saying yeah. is that Stella Glow was a mistake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Anime was a mistake. Anything I don't want you guys to be dissing Neptunia, though. Keep that stuff up right Honestly speaking, like, without exaggeration, I will say probably Stella Glow is much better than almost almost a lot of things are on, that are on this list right now. What about Lord of Magna? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, Lord of Magna is, a, is its own thing. Like, it needs to be put in solitary. <laughs> Lord of Magna is it is it is it completely awful? It has it it has interesting ideas, but to say that it's it's a very like like various RPGs like tries to incorporate new game plus into like its uh, design. Like there'll be a lot of like kind of like unobtainable things in that first playthrough, unless like you if you really wanted that first playthrough, you have to grind so much. It's more of that like uh, uh, new game plus style. I mean, it has. Like what I do like about it is like its battle system has like it has like this bowling mechanic, like uh, there'll be enemy formations, so you have to like line up abilities to like kind of like when the first guy topples over, like the anyone like near him will topple over as well, so you kind of have to angle it, uh, your your uh, attacks in a way that like try to get these uh enemy formations as like best as possible because, like there'll be like a main general unit in these enemy formations in it, like anything that like you kill will can be like spawned again uh, from the general. Uh, but just over, overall, I thought it was worth mentioning because there wasn't like like a lot of like crazy RPGs for uh, indie I, uh, small screen this year. But uh, I, I think it, it's it's worth mentioning in there. I really want to play it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> okay, I just um... go ahead. We're talking about, about, a bunch about of... Operation Abyss. Like, who nominated that one? I uh, I, I put that on there. I, I mean, I, I played it, I, but yeah, I, yeah. I I I felt like you know. Uh, Demon Gaze was a better experience for the first person dungeon call from Spike. So. Demon Gaze didn't release I, this year, though. <laughs> no, I know it was last year, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah. as an experience. Yeah, like, I yeah. played Operation Abyss. Um, I actually like it more than Demon Gaze. Demon Gaze did some weird things with, like, bosses, uh, all regenerated health, um, and also having the ter tertiary demon. There are some that were, like, way more useful than others, so it kind of felt imbalanced, where this is more straightforward in terms of dungeon crawler, like more more basic class. I mean, it, it had its it had its own like vocabulary that was way off, way different. But like it was more basic in terms of structure and class and all that. Um, I don't know if it's top three at all, but I, it's a dungeon crawler. I think it's solid, and I liked it more than Demon Gaze. Oh. Um, I will we say, to, sorry, go I will say, uh, Orishika Tainted Bloodlines. I'm probably the only one who's played that. Right? <laughs> probably, so you I better make the best it. argument for it. Go for it. I, I think yeah. I actually that game is probably my number one or two overall this year. To be honest, wow. um, okay. it's super unique in how it plays, but I'm not going to vouch for it by myself. So let's take it off. 
You sure? Okay. Yes, I'm Damn, that was real. You just gave up, man. Just give us a bazooka and just blow it up in your face, man. See, last year we only had like one or two people per game almost, and yet they still won. So I don't know. If you really if you really want to give up on it, I was willing to listen to your argument for it. Wait, who did we have last year that won based on one person's account? I mean, we just had like two was Divinity, I think, at that point. Yeah, but this is one. That's less than I two. I said one or two. Yeah. But I said this, this, that with this category, I'm willing to hear your argument, Adam, for Orishika. Once you, uh, I'm willing to hear it because if it's better than the other games, I want to hear it. it could make. Is it really three. better than Shadows in the Sky second chapter, though? Probably. Uh, well, I don't know. It's more unique. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not in this category, apparently. So. So okay, I'll I'll talk about it a little bit, even though I don't really. I don't. Anyway. Um, so. Orishika is weird in that the most interesting things about it have nothing to do with its story or its combat, which is, you know, that's kind of an awkward thing to say because those are like the two main things with most of these types of games, right? Um, it's how you like get characters and how you um, progress through dungeons. So in a lot of RPGs, you go through dungeon one and then you finish it and then you go to dungeon two and then you finish it and then you go to dungeon three and then you get, you get new characters, you get new abilities or whatever. But Orishika is different in that it like opens up like three or four or six dungeons from the beginning, and you can go to any one of them. Um, and as you explore these dungeons, there's, they are slightly randomly generated in that um, the paths change each time you go in. But as you explore, you can, you can gain like shortcuts and keys that might open up paths in other dungeons. So you kind of go through in like, like an in-parallel approach rather than in series uh, going, through these, going through these places. And then, okay, characters... Orishika's main thing is that you have like a, a, a like a bloodline, hence its name, um, where you have you pick characters and have their own class, but they only live for so long, and uh, you have to basically pass down their traits and their abilities uh, as you play the game to get stronger characters and um, a better team with better abilities, um, and it's just how you construct your like your team and your approach and your battle strategy all plays into that. And I just found it to be like a super refreshing game and super unique in that like no other game plays like this, not one that I can think of. Um, so the, I think that unique element of it is why I liked it so much um, and that it's, it's structured so differently from everything else. Uh, so it, it's really fresh in my mind in that way. Um, it just, <laughs> like I said, the combat itself is actually pretty darn simple. It's, most, it's a pretty it's typical turn-based. Um, but it's how you approach it and how you, you know, how you get your, your arsenal of abilities and how you approach it. That is really where it's, where it's very unique. That sounds, so. that sounds pretty cool because, like, that's the kind of thing I enjoyed most about, like, say, a game like Rogue Legacy or something like, uh, something like that where you're carrying down traits from your ancestors. And so having that in RPG sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I should really give it a shot. I yeah. just so many games this year. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, think don't, I think don't cut that yet until we... Until we... Yeah. Um, I suppose if you've done that, I guess I need to, especially because Andrew is not here now, I need to talk about this record keeper shit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, sure. Look, it is 110%, as far as I'm concerned, the best um, free to play release, not just in the RPG world, but in general this year. And I've touched quite a lot of them. Um, Did you touch Fate Grand Order? Have you touched me? <laughs> no. But no. The, the, the thing <laughs> is. The thing about it is, I think it really strikes the the, the balance brilliantly between um, doing the fan servicey stuff and you know um, hitting those beats that Square Enix has has, has hammered so much. Too Wait, much. What are we talking about? 
Record Keeper. Record Keeper, oh, Final Fantasy. I'm just um, going to say I disagree right off the bat. <laughs> I think I think it's... I mean, I, I also disagree, but... Okay. I, think, I think it's tedious, I think... Okay, let Alex finish. Let Alex finish. Let Alex finish. Sorry. So, I think this is an important thing to note with this game. I think when it first launched, it was fairly tedious. Um, you know, when it first launched, essentially it was form a party of uh, five classic Final Fantasy characters and as time goes on, they release more dungeons and as you go through dungeons and it's that grind of you're getting stamina crystals to get more stamina, you're getting mithril in order to use on the gacha machine style weapon drawers, all that sort of stuff. However, what they've done in the past 12 months is incredibly impressive and what I've seen consistently is people being turned around on that game. People like, uh, shout out to the guys at RP Gamer, people like Mike from there, who he was very much against it, and then over time, they won him over. People like a um, friend of the site, Jem Alexander, he also somebody who was won around on it. Um, Andrea, who obviously is not here, is somebody who walked away from that game and then was drawn back. And it's the additions they've made, like, you know, when they first started out, you had two attack slots, and that was it. And you put in, you know, oh, I want a fire spell, and I want this and that. Um, and you went into battle and your options were literally just attack, defend, and the two attack slots. But a great example of the sort of stuff they've done to that game over the course of the year um, is the roaming warrior stuff. So roaming warrior is um, there are what are essentially limit breaks that characters have um, and you they're earned by having certain weapons. So for instance, one of Yuna's is, um, is Hymn of the Faith, which cures all characters and grants them all regen. Now, that's useful in itself, but then also you create an online profile and you set that up and you can choose which character of yours is going to represent you and what move they have. And other people can then summon that character in and when they do, you get paid for it. That's one area of the progression. Another area of the progression was as they started to uh, hit the high-end high levels, you had uh, what they call memory crystals. They, they're just earned by going through dungeons and going through special events, no money required. That's the other key thing. I think it's really good at that, but I'll I'll talk about that in a sec. And when you break a level cap, you get what they call record materia, and record materia give you extra bonuses on a character. And so over the course of the year, the number of different ways you could adjust a character and the amount of depth you could have increased massively. And I think if you go into it looking for typical Final Fantasy, then yes, you are going to be a bit disappointed because there is no real story-related stuff. There's crappy story sequences that cr crop up at the start of the game and just sort of give you a very loose justification for why you're reliving these classic Final Fantasy battles. It is really just about the combat, but the combat has got quite good, quite enthralling now where, you know, when I play, I'm adjusting things before I go into every single dungeon I'm adjusting characters, I'm adjusting weapons, I'm adjusting moves, I'm adjusting the record material, I'm adjusting the soul break, I'm adjusting what soul breaks I take with me on my characters. It's actually a really deep, deceptively deep RPG for um, for what it is, which is a free-to-play mobile thing. And I think even with the story stuff and you know the typical Final Fantasy stuff, they're slowly starting to push into that as well. Like the most recent update, which completely turned the game's UI on its head and improved it tenfold. Oh yeah, added added cutscenes. So it's like now, the, the the current event that's on right now is is all about um, Sephiroth, and it's going through you know Hojo's experiments. So you fight the, the you fight the thing that comes out of the safe in um, in the Shinra Mansion, for instance. 
because that's one of Hojo's failed experiments. And obviously, ultimately, you you fight the thing that you, you fight in Shinra Tower, which summons three things of it, all that sort of stuff. But when you start that quest and when you finish that quest now, there's little CG cutscenes. They're only cut from Seven, but it's a nice addition. And I genuinely, genuinely think it's in this top three. I have put so many hours into that. <laughs> if I think about like the amount of time I've spent with games this year, Record Keeper is pretty high up there. In fact, it might be the third after The Witcher and Fallout. Is that I, your global flavor of the year, Alex? Last year was Terra Battle. This year is well. Uh, well I think, let me I think, let me. Oh, Alex, our mobile guy. And then I, I, well, I just I just I, I want to address that because I think the one big difference is Terra Battle um, is is a great game, but I think one of the things that that <laughs> failed to do then when it went into um, when it went into when it, when we went into 2015, one of the things it failed to do was keep up the momentum. Terra Battle also launched much later in the year. It launched post E3, to be certain. Um, I think maybe Gamescom sort of time, August or something like that, or at least that was when I got into it. And they were adding things, and they were adding new story chapters and new music and all that stuff they got off their weird download starter thing. Um, but they, there wasn't enough regularity, whereas... Record keeper, I've been. I mean, you guys who were at E3 know because I was coming back from E3, I was coming back from the convention every evening and doing my record keeper grinding. <laughs> like, and Andrea was, and Andrea was. I wasn't yeah, alone. She was, and we made fun of you guys. And <laughs> you weren't partying because, at E3 this year. But, but that's because, well, you yeah, can we but That's because it's yeah, compel- that, That's because it is a compelling experience. And one of the things that DNA have been really good about in the way they've built this game is that there is, a, there is constantly something new on the horizon. There's constantly several unique events running, and every event is bringing new stuff, whether that be new equipment, whether that be new bosses. I think the way they've redrawn some of the classic Final Fantasy um, bosses in the Amano-style 4 through 6 a- a- enemy sprites is gorgeous. Like, when you see stuff like... Um, Rufus is just really good, really good animation on that. Really, really weird one, actually, that just came out of this Sephiroth event. Like, Palmer was one of the bosses when you fight him next to the tiny Bronco in Rocket Town. Really? And just like how in the original game, he dances back and forth. There's this really lovingly made sprite where he's dancing back and forth, prancing from one foot to the other foot. And I think all that stuff is so well produced. Um, so, I've had, yeah. well, I've had I, so much enjoyment out of it. I don't know. My biggest problem is I can't really focus on phone games. So, but if it was on like PC or something, I'd probably try Blue it. Stacks. Well, the, the weird Blue thing stacks. is a lot of people, a lot of people do that. A lot of people just install an like if you go on like the Record Keeper uh, Reddit or whatever. A lot of the people who are playing it there are literally running it on Android emulators on their PCs. Yeah, BlueStacks. I I do that sometimes yeah. when I don't have time to have my phone around. But I wanted to also. Um, support the argument for Final Fantasy Record Keeper because I think that. Like you said, it's really grown into its own all this year, and you mentioned the last update. That made a big change because the UI in that game used to be super clunky, especially on yeah, an older phone yeah. where you were like had to scroll one through like the one through um, to get to thirteen if you're trying to get to that realm. It took a long time if you had well, a I think, slow phone. I think, I think a big part of that also is the UI got 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 cluttered as they added more features yeah. but didn't have places to put them. Exactly. Um, and so now they've rebuilt it with all these new features in mind. It's like, oh, okay, um, this now actually works and makes sense. And I, I'm not saying I think it's the winner. It probably is my winner. But I do think it's in the top three because I think the other thing is we have to be aware of and encourage from developers good respect for mobile releases. 
And this is a good, respectful mobile release, I think, that gives you... You can, you, the, the, you can definitely not struggle to do everything on the classic path and most of the stuff on the elite path, if not all, without ever having to spend a penny. Um, you know, it gives you, a, it gives you a nice, strong, steady supply of stuff um, that you can do the gacha draws and all that sort of stuff. And gacha isn't great, but um, it actually, in that respect, feels a bit more friendly than Terror Battle. Like in Record Keeper, I never... If I had one criticism, and I said this last year with, 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 with Terror Battle, if I had one criticism, it's that the game seemed to constantly... What the game wanted you to do was run out of stamina and wanted to spend... Um, your your energy or real money in order to restore your stamina to keep playing but record keeper gives you so fucking much well that... and, and the difference also is that in terror battle you're you know the gotcha slot, the gotcha slot that's for characters and uh record keeper it's for weapons and i think it's important because like i can't be building up every single character in terror battle because it can get kind of annoying after a while but if i'm just getting new weapons it's easier to like just throw them in with a with a character and use and craft those and build those up i think i like that approach more than getting new characters sometimes can i say something about this okay. yeah of course so no, <laughs> let me let me talk about a game called battle girl high school now i wanted to bring this Zach, you're gonna easy. This uh, <laughs> you have a high school and you're supposed to like recruit new girls to join your high school it's got a lot of writing Zach, you gotta build with these game? girls and it's, it's a free-to-play game, and it was like, I never got so into terrible. any of the free-to-play Zach stuff. Zach is, like, so stoked right now. He's like, what? yes. I wanted to bring this up. Because... <laughs> I was about to say stuff. You can actually, yeah, and you go out in battle. It's got a great combat system. Just ignore system. him and speaking. So I got a, I got a, I got a classroom full of girls. It's, they're all drawn well. They all, they all like, Zach, you, you gotta they leave. Give, <laughs> they give me presents. I'll give them presents. Oh, Zach, what is this called? Because it sounds interesting. It's kind of no, it Drake. sounds like some weird movie. It's only in Japan, but I wanted to bring this up so you guys. Someone tell me when we're talking about games again. It's a very legitimate game. So let me tell you about this awful game called Big right, Grand Order. Dave, go. Dave, you go. <laughs> okay, Let's go, Dave. Okay, so back, backing up, Alex, you said uh, if you're going into it like a normal Final Fantasy, I actually went into it with the mindset of it being like theater rhythm. So, uh, like, I mean, just like, in a in a sense, it kind of it's like theater rhythm, but for the battles. It's yeah, like, no, oh, like I, know, I knew I remember uh, that this it was, boss was weak to fire. You know, yeah, yeah, I knew it was. Well, I don't want to say a neutered experience because that's what it that's what it is. It's uh, it's just about the combat. And I went into that with with that mindset, and there still wasn't really enough variety for what I wanted. It it just ended up being tedious. I just didn't think the uh, I, I, uh, let me think of how to word this. Well, I can't think of how to word this, but didn't it didn't have it was, any substance. Well, yeah, that's one of it. It's just I, I didn't think that the bosses were designed well. I I thought there was a lot of. I think it, I think it was it just, just very repetitive, re very depends, uh, redundant and stuff. I think it's it depends on how you're on how you're 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 approaching it though. Like. I think if you do approach it like a more traditional game, you're going to feel that way. However, if you approach it as this is something I play when I'm lying in bed before I go to bed or when I'm on the train. I mean, or, let me also you know, say I haven't. I'm played downstairs in the kitchen and I happen to be months. cooking, but I'm. I, 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 but but you know, while so, while the pot's going to boil, I just want to yeah. do something. It's a great game for that. I mean, it's that a pick respect, up and play game, and I and I did that a lot at work for a while. So. Uh, 
so it, it was fun for like a few weeks, but then I just got bored of it and just started I think, seeing that I the think, boss battles weren't really that fun. The, the I don't know. I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I take that because I think early on, like I say, it, it was much less interesting. But as they've added stuff over time, I really do strongly believe that the, the level of how granular you can now get with the systems in this game I mean, the last um, time I played it was six months ago. Has it gotten a oh, lot better since? Well, like I say, like as far as ago. as far as I know, when you were when you played it, for instance, there was no breaking level cap. Therefore, there was okay. no record materia. I'll give um, it a look again, then. I guess there were no super soul breaks. Uh, you you couldn't break down old um, old uh, abilities to their component parts to then reuse them to make new things. Um, there. God, what else is that? There's no UI. Um, the UI, of course, is the big change. Well, yeah, just, just recently. So, but that's, um, that's okay. And also, they're getting into some interesting territory with, with with characters now. It's sort of like they're adding some characters that have never technically been playable in the same way. Like the one of the characters they've added in this recent event was uh, was was Reno, the the Turk, and he's got an interesting, unique set of abilities that he and and he's different to all the rest of the seven cast who are in this game already. And, you know, they've been doing stuff with... You said about bosses. There's a lot more to make bosses more interesting as well. Like The one that comes to mind um, is the mechanic for... Is it Seymour Flux? When Seymour's like a creepy demon dude in 10? Like he's got like that's a second like, that's like head. Mount, Mount Gagazette or something. I don't know. Like he's got like a second head. Like there's a unique mechanic in that battle. And is that Flux? I don't know. It might be Flux. That might be right. But 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 yeah, I mean... I don't. I'm not necessarily saying I think it's the winner, but I do feel quite strongly that this that it's in the top three, especially given the strength of the rest of the list, which I don't think is great. I, yeah, I agree. I, mean, I agree. But that, I mean, that was... like, I didn't like Record Keeper, but you've convinced me that it is better than a lot of the games on this list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the games on this suck. Okay, there's a couple of games we uh, haven't. None of them suck, I think. Well, but that's. I, mean, I feel like it's, here, here. Okay, we need to knock off a few more games that we haven't. Legend of Legacy, about. get that out of there. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you why is it on there? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, okay, let's cut it. All right, and so uh, A Tale of Aisha, I think, is a great game. It has some problems with the mobile version of it, uh, but I think it's great, and especially for people who want to get into the series. I mean, they should play Verona Plus first, but if they want to get to the Dusk series, which is that, Escalanchi and Shally, um, need to try that game first, but we'll cut that because I don't think I can build an argument for that. Okay. Chosen the Sky's no. second chapter, we need to determine whether it should be on the small <laughs> screen or big screen. I say big screen. Big screen, I agree. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I mean, not the one that decided. Why kind of, can't it be both? It can be both. It's just the whether it's it's going to be in the top three here. Yeah, well, I think I think I don't think it'll both. be the top three of big screen. Yeah, I don't think it'll be in the top three for the big screen. Oh, that's true. It's gonna. I think it has a better chance here. Does does it work better as a mobile game? That's the import, uh, not a mobile game, but like a, a portable game. game? It, yeah. works, it works fine as a handheld game because it's totally menu based and like in terms of battle. Um, and there, there's a little bit of a grid system, but it's really easy to control. You know, um, I play the PC version, but the PSP version, I know a lot of people, or not a lot, I know a few people who played that because they they had a save file from the digital PSP version. Um, oh, yeah, although right. I know you can I know you can mess with that with the PC version anyway, but. I don't know. <laughs> I feel a little bit weird because I think most people played it on PC, but it is a PSP game and it does have a better chance of winning. <laughs> does the, the 
do if you do if you guys know does the digital PSN version have like the upgrades from like the PC like like the more refined like UI stuff the higher quality portraits and whatnot because I know like at the at the first chapters of uh, was PC release like at, at its launch it had not like PSP assets so everything's kind of blurry like UI wise and they cleaned that up um, I'm wondering if they like like retained like those like PC assets now that launched out of the gate uh, for second chapter in like its digital PSN release. Still, I know that we're still working on the PC release because they're talking about cleaning up some of the text issues on the PC side of things, but that's all I really know. But hmm. yeah, but let's let's let me let me back it up. Let's talk I, about I the whole we, list. I, We've got Shimagami Tensei, Devil Survivor Two, Record uh, Breaker, uh, Record Keeper, uh, Final Fantasy. Excuse me, Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, Stella Glow, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky Second Chapter, and Orishika. Just to kind of recap everything we've got so far. So one more argument. Uh, so, so Shin Megami Tensei: Devil Survivor Two. Yeah. I only played it this year. I think it's a fantastic game. It's a very, very good SRPG. Um, Devil Survivor has this kind of it's kind of this like mix of strategy RPG. So it's it's grid based, but instead of controlling like individual like units like in most SRPGs, you control like mini teams that you construct. Of demons, um, hmm. Shin Megami Tensei. It's kind of like Pokemon that you create, you catch, you capture demons, you, you auction for them in this case, and you kind of create your own little team. So you have a lot of control there over what your teams are, and then as you as you maneuver around the grid, you kind of initiate these small uh, turn-based fights. So it's kind of a, a and that's with the more traditional SMT yeah, so like uh, the first battle one. file or battle style. It's just like it's just like Double Survivor One in, in gameplay. Um, it makes a couple of upgrades from Devil Survivor 1 in that it has uh, how you gain skills is a little bit easier. Um, you gain skills without going into deep, too much detail by having certain units beat certain teams. Um, and they kind of loosened up the rules on that a little bit. And also, there's like a, it's, it's kind of like a social link light. I forget what it's called exactly. But yeah, you, there's some sort of affinity system in it. Yeah, yeah there's an affinity system where you can meet with the other characters, and as you grow your relationships, you unlock new demons, you unlock, they can do different things in battle. So just kind of a little bit of a improvement on that. One thing I don't like about the game so much is that it's probably the, uh, the not including Persona, it's, uh, it's a Shin Megami Tensei game that doesn't really feel like a Shin Megami Tensei game at all in terms of its tone and characters and story. <laughs> it's got the crazy smart-ass protagonist, right? Uh, yeah, the, the, anyways, it, actually, the, in terms of its story, what it's most similar to is Evangelion. Um, it shares a lot really? of story beats with yeah. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the basic premise is that extraterrestrial be beings are coming, and you have to stop them, and they all are unique and crazy and weird. Um, it even has, like, that crazy uh, character that, like, alludes to things all the time. What is it called? The Great One or whatever it's called? Oh, the... Who acts like... Oh, I forgot his name. I know who you're talking no, about, though. No spoilers. No, no, it, yeah, no, no one no. masturbates over an unconscious body, though, right? Oh, so, yeah, that's like that's a. a the the one, one thing about Double Survivor Two that I'm not sure if it belongs in the top three is because most it's of it is from 2012. Yeah, or it, it, whatever. Like the, the only new so, thing about it is like is like the, the there's like a half. that not, not even a like, half. It's like it's like it's like an epilogue, twenty percent or something like that. Yeah, a little well, bit. Well, the thing is, the epilogue quite long in itself but another thing that it added 
was an easier difficulty level. And that is actually one of the biggest problems. That was actually like one of the big problems with the original Devil Survivor 2 was that it was very, very difficult and very, very grindy. I, heard about and, I guess the new release also has a uh, DLC, which is mostly like cheap DLC, like gain yeah. ridiculous amounts of money and yeah. stuff. <laughs> but um, Record Breaker is like easier difficulty. It's easier, but it's not so easy that you can steamroll through it. Like you still have to use strategy and all that stuff. I, I, like I said, I think it's one of the better games on this list. It's just that one fact being that it's largely a port, kind of, uh, is, you know. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> it also has a phenomenal soundtrack. Oh, oh yes. Oh. The soundtrack is like a thousand percent better than the original game, the original Devil Survivor. It's, it's uh, Kenji Ito. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a strong <laughs> argument just by saying that name. That's. And then we've got just it's Kenji, it's Kenji yeah. Ito, and then Meguro did some of the tracks for the for the new part of it. Yeah, but ignore oh, yeah. Meguro. I will say that the characters really suck ass in this game, though. Like, I, I don't think... know if it's like both both Devil Survivors have really shitty characters. They're all terrible. I do. I do. I, 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 just I, bad writing. I, I do. I do like the 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 first Devil Survivors cast a bit more than the second games. The first Double Survivor cast kind of felt more in line with SMT in terms of like having ciphers with different. Uh, like a lot of SMT games, uh, they uh, it's, it's almost cliche now, but they they're all a lot of them have to do with like how would you reshape the world and what what values are, should people you know emphasize um, in terms of character and all that. And I think the first SMT does a lot better job with having your various characters represent those. Where this game is just kind of like anime. Um, the one character that was kind of interesting was their boss man, whose name I forget. <laughs> He's kind of a, you know... I forgot his name. Like, yeah. He's kind of like a competent, smart, uh, like, leader type, but he's also kind of a dick, but kind of in, like, an amusing way. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. De- de- definitely one of the more standout characters in that cast, for sure. And you see, um, and you see another element of, the, of him in the epilogue 20% part. Yeah. <laughs> so... So... So, but now, I think... Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So, okay. Now we've got Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate no one's talked about yet, but I've heard that's the best Monster Hunter game yet from a lot of people that I know are huge fans of that series. I played it, and it was like, you have to play for at least 20 hours for it to get good, and I'm like, I'm out. That's most fine. RPGs, though. <laughs> I haven't played Monster Hunter 4, but that's exactly how I felt with one of the earlier ones I played. Like, I played for, like, eight hours and just wasn't really feeling it and it's like you actually have to get to this you know level or point and i was like i don't want to did, it, did <laughs> anyone I, did anyone here play uh, besides kyle for ultimate i've played it like I've 10 a lot hours of and then i stopped oh i've played a lot of four <laughs> ultimate like probably about 30 wow hours or more but um and it is good but i, I also feel like it, it's just that kind of game where if it grabs you it really grabs you um, the, 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 the key thing I think about there being like you talk about me and record keeper at each free Kyle was just the other Kyle save continue Kyle <laughs> crazy Kyle just just had his his 3ds on him at all fucking times that's to- that's at e3 anytime he walked around any, with it anytime he had any downtime he would open it up and play monster we were like he was talking to a girl and then turned over and started playing I'm like Kyle right next to- <laughs> Jeez, what are you doing? yeah so so um, and it is a serious. great game. I mean, the, for me, the only one on this list I feel mega strongly about, obviously, is Record Keeper. But I think, um, depending on what arguments are made for the others, I could see Monster Hunter 4 in the top three. But I feel like you guys have made very very impassioned arguments for some of the other options. I wish I played... I think, I think Record, Breaker stand, Record Breaker and, what's it called, Trails in the Sky probably stand out as 
Yeah, so first of all, let's get rid of Orishika. As much as I like that game, it, it's hard to oh, come man. to a consensus. I was about to person. argue that for being top three, but no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and I, I feel like think it, we can lose Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monster Hunter is like it's kind of like an unknown quantity. Like it, it does, it's like uh, the fourth one like doesn't in, uh, introduce new elements to it, but for the most part. I well, let's let's say it this way. It's that like Monster Hunter. Let's kick Simon. What the hell? Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's you, that... didn't, you didn't do that. With the... uh, what's the word? Never mind. Well, I was gonna Why say you is that. that out? What, what, you want to keep Stella glowing there? Yes. Well, I, I figured. Stella Glow wasn't really as good as these other three games that are left. Okay, yeah. fine. Cross it out. I don't care. Well, what I was going to say is <laughs> the that... back down. What I was going to say is that from everything <laughs> I've heard, Monster Hunter Cross is Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate even better. And so yeah. I feel like that's probably going to yeah. be the one that... That's going to be the game I'll probably get into. If not, if they decide to put out a console release again sometime soon, that's kind of what I'll be getting into. But that's probably going to be the game people are going to be even more excited about. So I feel like for Ultimate, it's kind of a shame just because I heard so many great things about it from people who loved it. But um, we, of course, feel more strongly about these other ones. So hope people don't feel offended. That's how it goes. It's opinion yeah, well, it's based. Our list. You know? yeah. Exactly. So our top three are yeah. Shin Megami Tensei, Double Survivor 2, Record Breaker. Final Fantasy Record Keeper and Trails in the Sky second chapter. So I sort of don't want to deal with the repercussions of being crucified if we don't give it to Legend of Heroes. I think Trails <laughs> in the Sky is out of the two games I've played, which is Double Survivor and Trails in the Sky. I think Trails in the Sky. Wins I, th easily. I think I think it does. I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel yeah. awkward calling it the best small screen when I think most of us who played it played it on PC. But I guess big screen is kind of a weird choice too because it's not it's not really known for like it's. You know, it's for like its visual presentation in terms of like like graphic quality. Well, we'll, we'll get to that conversation after but, this, but yeah. So it's, I, I'm happy. I, yeah, I'm happy. Record keepers on there. That's what I kind of wanted to. But yeah, Trails in the Sky, I think, is a very, very one of the best games of the year. So I would not. I'm, I'm happy with winning a category. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I really wanted it to win something. It's the highest score I've ever given to any game I've reviewed so far for the site. So it's like I'm happy. I, it's, it's, it's all about it's all about the competition. Did, did anyone with, call right? you out for that? Because whenever yeah. I give it a ten, I always got called out for something. You gave it a nine. I, I, I gave it a nine, so I didn't get called yeah. out. It's all about faces, like the competition in faces, right? Because like at the big screen, it's a, the big screen category is highly competitive here. Highly competitive, and I feel like yeah. Chills this guy deserves that. You know that spotlight of like, hey, well, also, the, the small, yeah, go for it. Well, also, it's just it's about how well they. We're going to have this debate in a second with Undertale, I'm sure, but it's about how well they embody what that platform is, what that format is about. Yeah, and Definitely. you know that's one of the reasons I pushed for Record Keeper here to get mm -hmm. into the top three because I feel like it embodies mobile and bite-sized gaming really, really well, yeah. which is really hard to do with RPGs. But Agreed. when we get to big screen, you then have the question of Undertale's a fantastic game. But does it really embody what big screen is really about, or has it already had its had its um, had its win in well, the indie category? Let's move right into it then. So we've got our best small screen once again. That's Legend of Heroes: Trials in the Sky, second chapter is the winner. And now we're moving and with uh, Record Keeper and Record Breaker, Devil Survivor Two Record Breaker. Let's keep those straight as the runner-ups. So now we have best big screen RPG. Obviously the games that we feel best, is, as you said, best uh, utilize uh, the real estate that they're given and the power behind them. So Alex, feel free to go down the list of our nominations. So this is an interesting category because I think there's a good number of games here that will get cut quite quickly, but then it's going to get really 
tight. Oh, I don't know. Um, so we have Bloodborne. We have The Witcher Free Wild Hunt. We have Trials in the Sky, yet again, second chapter. We have Undertale. We have Fallout 4. We have Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensward. We have Xenoblade Chronicles X. We have Disgaea 5. We have Tales of Zestria. Cut that one right uh, now. <laughs> uh, Omega, Omega Quintet and Final Fantasy Type Zero. Now, let me let me tell you guys about no. Omega Quintet. No, we are cutting. Now, it's about a group three. of idols that come out no. and also create concerts. No, no. You put them on stage and then you uh, you know you you help them. You get to choreograph their moves and then you know you go out in the field. And I can see. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, Omega cast. Omega Quintet no, wait, supports the PlayStation please, camera no. and the PlayStation Move. Okay. Who cut? Who cut? Okay. Uh, I don't want to know what they what you use those for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Right. Who's who's by going crazy on the on the Google Doc? Okay. Yeah, can we not like uh, mess with the Google Doc like that, please? Yeah. Simon, Tiles. stop being a dick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I speak for everyone when I say that Tales of Zestiria and Final Fantasy Type Zero HD do not belong on this list. I, like, yeah, I, I don't like yeah. Type Zero, and I didn't. I wasn't even bothered by like the controls or the camera on Type Zero. I just I wasn't well, bothered how? by them either, but I don't think it belongs on the list. Any game that almost makes me vomit does not Please. go on this list. Literally, yeah, pretty much. Type Zero HD is not on this list. I'm glad Literally. Omega Quintet is kept, though. I'm glad you guys agreed with no. me. Um, no, no, no. It's We're getting rid of Omega right? Quintet. Hey, I'm hey, sorry. what are you doing? <laughs> no. I thought yeah, we were free. Have you noticed the trend? Well, the only one who likes those Wait, games. hold on. Omega Quintet, was, <laughs> Omega Quintet was crossed out after Zestiria and Final Fantasy Type Zero. This is true. That means it's better, so I'm glad. Sure. No, Let's no, say no. that, just for your I'm, sake. Great, great. I'm glad we <laughs> I bought Type Zero just because Andrea said that the game was so good when she played it on PSP years ago, but like the, the motion blur okay, killed that game for me. let me tell you about that game. The PSP version is better. Because it was designed for it. And yeah, I, I do it agree. Really but... translate well to a console, and you can definitely feel that when you play it. Well, they, they the got mo- rid of the motion blur on the PC. The motion... and the console. They, pa- they patched that. They... Yeah. Okay, yeah. it made me sick when I it's, played it. Yeah. They, patched it. they patched it, but it's not that much better. Yeah, they That's... patched it on the console version as well, but it's still I not as good as the original. Well, okay. There was other things as well, like the I art think, style was like, changed from the original, well, and I didn't on, really like that either. Well, one thing, like, I, one thing about Type Zero that I didn't really like was how you got some certain weapons and items in like a level was by like doing a certain thing. Sometimes it was like kill this enemy without getting hit, or kill these three enemies without getting hit. Oh, the challenges. Yeah. That's how, that was like how you could unlock like different like magic and weapons, and I felt like that would work fine as like a portable game when like sometimes you just need to kill time. So replaying levels a few times over and over wasn't wouldn't be that big of a deal if you're just trying to like kill time on a commute or whatever. But like having to do it as a console game, like having to redo levels to try to like get yeah. these bonuses, and some of those levels were not short, and you had to redo the whole thing. Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like I, I didn't like that type of design. Uh, how those challenges okay. is, what, were, were. What baffles me is like out of all the games they wanted to make H like to HDify it, like they chose this one. Well, it's because like, the West didn't get it, so yeah. it makes sense. I, 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 I get it. How Sony mistakenly called it a Vita game too, and then oh no, we're oh no, that's yeah, okay. that, I remember that. I was a Square person who or, heard that. It was the Square Enix, like the Twitter account, right? That did that. I, th- I thought it was. No, like, they posted Chucky. it on the blog. Oh, the blog. Square person. 
that's oh. right. that's right. That's why they had a they had a cover for that. I mean, obviously, I I, I want to play Type Zero anyway, but yeah, it doesn't sound like well, anyone's going to play. Those three are gone. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, right, yeah, okay. I just thought I've... I just thought further clarification. Like, okay, so we we we, we said exactly why Type Zero HD doesn't make the cut. How about the Zestiria? Like, uh, tell me a little bit this about. This game is bad. Like, why? I can go infinitely about how bad this game is. Like, <laughs> just give me like a little. Like, 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 <laughs> Everybody settle in. Okay, Simon, go ahead. Okay, no, go ahead. Not, yeah, not, go not, not like just have to be okay. all everything. Just like. So, the big, the big one. Tales, we, we have a normal Tales game created by Udo, who has made excellent Tales battle systems like Destiny and Graces, and they try to expand on it with Zestiria. So it has sort of like a radial, uh, linear, um, action-based combat system, but the auxiliary systems are so bad that you cannot make the uh, the combat actually feel like it's worthwhile. First of all, in actual combat, you can only do four uh four hit, uh what's it called four moves at a time and if you want to extend that you have to use a meter which by the way builds extremely slowly depending on how you actually do shit not only that you also have a broken uh broken combat system with uh a combat mechanic with armatization which combines two characters so if you're playing with four people you're screwed reg uh, regardless right well, there what about? The, I know one thing. I haven't played this. I want to, but um, the, the 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 loot and armor is totally different now, right? Right. So if you want to actually make your characters better, you do it by your pieces of equipment, and the pieces of equipment actually have skills on it, which contribute to what is called a skill table. It's like an Excel sheet of a variety of skills, and depending on how you arrange it and how you stack your skills, you can get stat boosts. Now, if you want, uh, leveling up is very. What's it called? Um, it's inconsequential for the most part because a lot of the stat boosts you get are from the skills, and you can fuse items together to uh, you know get better skills and things like that. And monsters drop uh, better items depending on what difficulty you are. The problem is the, the actual fusing me fusing mechanic sucks because you can only fuse the same item with each other. You can't fuse it with other types of items in the same like category. Uh, and so you have to like drop everything to like level up another item to make it better. It's just absolute garbage. It's so bad. Okay. So, ta this? so Tales of Asperia had skills attached to weapons. Um, Tales of Zillia and in its sequel had like its own separate like skill point that you spent in like a sphere grid type thing. So you're saying yep. this is worse than that? This is like infinitely worse because you can't remove really skills from the item. And sometimes so they don't even transfer over when you're merging skills. So it sucks. Like it's terrible. Mm -hmm. You have no control over really how you're actually fusing items and how you retain skills yeah i don't so, like that I, I don't i haven't i don't have first-hand experience i don't like the, have, how they, it sounds they, they don't give you the, the degree of control of customizing your character the way you want so it's bad like really let me, bad let me say something i i liked it a lot more than grace's f oh god <laughs> get out of here no, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> in the minority I there like i was doing something wrong the entire game grace's f is clunky fuck Grace's F has the smoothest battle system. It's the best Tales battle system. I disagree. I, I beat the game and at no point felt like I was doing it right. It was with with Zestiria, I just it was more simplified than Grace's, and I like that because it let me figure out what the hell I was supposed to be doing. And armatization is cool. It is cool. Too bad it's broken as piece of shit. And also the characters are slightly better, and the main protagonist is gay, so Not that means it's progressive. Much. I will, I, will, I will say I will say that the uh, characters are okay for the most part. Like I still think Exilia's cast is much better than Zestiria, but I will say that it's not as offensive. as well, Exilia. Has well, okay. Well, we're pretty sure it's not going to be in our top three. So I think that's. Probably, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you got to guess it. So okay. All of that with these bigger conversations. Okay. To have.
Yes. So what do we what do we think about this one game called Bloodborne? Uh, uh, this is this is Ooh. without a doubt my yeah. favorite game of the year, and it right just it. It was engaging on every level. It was so inventive with its weapons. Like, like a lot of people complain that it didn't have nearly as many weapons as Dark Souls, which obviously because like Dark Souls has like thirty different kinds of swords. But every weapon in this was like, like there's one weapon in the in the expansion called Simon's Bowblade, and I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And it's like a quick, fast little sword, and then it transforms into a bow and arrow. Yeah. And it, it, there's just so many things like that are so fun. The boss fights are like, from Soft has made this is probably the best over. Overall collection of boss fights. There's nothing terrible like uh, Bed of Chaos in Dark Souls One or something like that. Cease, but, or um, ceaseless discharge. Or ceaseless discharge. Um, oh boy, what a name. But uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like a, a gore grind band. Um, but uh, yeah, that I adored this game wow. and like every. How would, you, how would you compare Bloodborne's general combat to like Dark Souls? Because much uh, more it, aggressive. It, 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 it it's way more aggressive. Everything feels like you have to pay attention at all times in this game because every enemy can kill you really easily. Like the like I've said to people, if you play this game and the first hour is too overwhelming because like the the first hour of that game is the hardest part. Even though I played Dark Souls one, Demon Souls, all of those a bunch, I was like, oh my god, this is so brutal. Because um, you have to get good at parrying, you have to get good at dodging. You can't tank damage at all. Everything will wreck you. Um, we and it's, it's just it's like like the combat is so good that um, even though I love The Witcher three, like going back and forth between the two, I'm like, oh my god, The Witcher's combat is the truth. I mean, it's, it's a different it's different type of gameplay, right? Oh, it, so it, it, it is, it is, it is. I'm just saying, like the 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 combat is just so at its peak here. Like the the gameplay is just. I will uh, say there are no flaw. There are zero flaws in Bloodborne's combat and I, auxiliary system. None I whatsoever. Think, I think Bloodborne is going to be one of the one of the one of the last ones. Yeah. Not necessarily. Well, who knows? But I think on this yeah. list, I think this guy can probably go. Zach will fight you. Uh, hold on, uh, I, I just want to expand on Bloodborne a little bit more. Like, uh, recall that, like in Bloodborne as well, that like this, like one of the uh, the first like entering the Souls games, that, like you actually like gain health back. Like, uh, if you take damage, yeah. you have like a, uh, you have to hit them more, to, like regain health, uh, some of that health back to like reduce the amount of damage you just, uh, there, you just took. That's a brilliant mechanic. That is so Ab- smart. What happens is like, say an enemy hits me to like half health, and like your your health bar, it's like a dark red is your full health or like your actual health, and then it goes to like an orange color, and you have a limited window to hit that enemy back to like slowly gain the mechanic, and it makes you feel be really it makes the combat really frantic but like because like oh i'm just gonna steamroll this enemy and get my health back but then it might punish you because you overextended yourself and oops now i'm dead trying to get my health back it's uh the only thing in the game i'd say mechanically uh is worse than dark souls maybe not the only thing but um uh the estus system was way better than the blood vials Mm because the blood vials was were like you you farm them it's like so if you get to a really difficult boss and my review for the site I was I was playing on New Game Plus Four and the last boss literally over a week trying every night I, that boss probably killed me 150 times um, it was it was on New Game Plus Four so mm-hmm. I, um, I remember when Simon was first playing it for the first review um, early on uh, he was like fighting like a boss out of order and or something Don't you yeah that, that can. Yeah, yeah, I fought a boss out of order, so uh, this is not really a spoiler. So I fought Father Gascoigne instead of the Cleric Beast, oh, uh, which you did not know Cleric Beast was the first boss. Um, and I kept a tally on every single time I died on, on the IRC chat, and I was so fucking mad that I had to, like, 30 minutes to just 
cool off because I literally thought I was going to break the PS4 controller. I was like, this is so dumb. Beyond yeah, reason. They, Why is this boss so hard? And the, only, the only boss they don't really care for in the game is uh, one called the Vacuous Spider. Um, uh, oh, every, everything was, else. What's that? I posted about that in the IRC, too, and my first reaction, I'm pretty sure Adam remember this, and Adam and both Aaron were there, too, I think, in the IRC chat, was I just shouted spiders, like, really fucking <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, there's some really gross oh, no, spiders. No, no, spiders. That, when it comes to revulsion, I can't think of any game that's ever made me feel sick, but, like, I remember there was a part in this game where I'm, like, like I actually felt really sick. It was It was a a scorpion with a bunch of little baby scorpions crawling on it when you hit it all the little baby scorpions fly oh, yeah, off I remember it's, like, that. it's so gross but yeah that this this is my choice the music's outstanding the 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 environments you can tell sony's extra budget really helped this game because like you know they have you know a full choir and orchestra for the no, music and, like not... the environments are so littered with detail compared to the their previous games and no, I'm not. I'm not as probably as familiar with Dark Souls as some of you, but I know Bloodborne. It's like overall, like sh- like world structure, like finding like how different parts of the world connected with each other, and how you <laughs> could sh- make shortcuts and traverse, like this kind of you know outside of the actual combat of the game, figuring out you know these shortcuts is kind of this neat neat little part of the element of the game and how you can you know. Yeah, that that that's the best in this game. Um... Uh, Dark Souls 1 kind of suffers from the, you can tell that the last bit of the game was rushed to meet the publisher deadline, but, and they even said that, but uh, this game, all the level design is, overall, it's the best. Dark Souls 1 is still my favorite of all of these games, but um, this game does a lot of the, uh, a lot of the problems they had in the past, like sometimes, like the latter half of Dark Souls 1, the level design is kind of not so good. Um, You mean Tomb of the Ancient Kings was not your taste, bro? <laughs> no, Lost Isolus, no. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what else I can say about it. It's just so top to bottom. I loved it. The the expansion was really good too. Um, yeah, I really wanted to give special mention to the old hunters. It re it reinvigorated the game for me. Really, it made me want. Yeah. I'm, I played through it like three times since the old hunters came out, just to experiment with the different weapons and playing through the game. These uh, new weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 came up with some really wild stuff like the the pizza cutter. I can't remember what it's actually called. It's, it's just the pizza a, cutter. It's a, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, so it's like a it's a big stick with the with the chain a circular chainsaw on it. It's like it. a table saw, like a saw uh, blade. Yeah. Okay, I I have a question. Right, sure. so it's obvious Kyle's choice here it would be Bloodborne. I'm mm-hmm. curious, going around the rest of the group, looking at what we have now, mm-hmm. what would everybody else's picks be? Mine's Bloodborne for, num- as well. for number one. Bloodborne and Witcher three easily, like those are probably gonna be my top two. Yeah, but you've got to yeah. pick one. Oh, fuck. Ooh, Witcher three. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get Witcher one. Three. The, 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 Everybody gets the, one. I I think I think yeah, it, it, right now like the, I'm struggling between Bloodborne and Xenoblade Chronicles X for me. How about we just say two for now, and so that'll help. It's sort of like we okay, did with the- yeah yeah okay. So you're saying Simon. Bloodborne, Witcher 3, easily. Josh? Bloodborne, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Adam? Uh, I haven't played a lot of these, but probably Bloodborne and Trails in the Sky. I know that we already gave that an award, but I haven't played a lot of these big screen games. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Kyle? Uh, Bloodborne and Heaven's Ward. Darren? Bloodborne and Witcher 3. Zach? Zach? Is that is that muted? He like came back. Zach. I don't know if he's muted or not. 
I'll say it for him. We'll make a quintet. No, it's that since Undertale is already in the nominations for Best Overall, I'm going to say Disguise 5 and Witcher 3. Wait, Aaron? is Undertale guaranteed to be Bloodborne in Overall? Yes. Final Fantasy yes. 14. Okay. Very Dive. good. I know Liz likes this guy, huh? I'm actually Dive. surprised that there is not a lot of representation from Witcher 3, considering... I don't know if people just haven't played it, or... I, I, I played I, it I Witcher it. 3. No. But hang on, hang on. We haven't got more. to the end of the list yet. Yeah, we we're still talking about Dive it. or Liz yet. Wait, what? So. So if you were, sorry, out, out of what remains, uh, if you were picking two, what would you I was, pick? I was zoning out. Um, well, the only game I've actually played on this list is Zestiria, and I hate it, so don't do oh, that. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, abs um, I'm abstaining. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know, Bloodborne or, or fucking, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's abstain. <laughs> okay. That's an abs abstention. Um, Liz? Uh, Gaia 5 and... Um... I guess I'd go with Bloodborne. That's the only other game I've even played on this list. Oh, see, if I'm picking, I guess I'm picking Witcher 3. Definitely as number one. And then my second I'll be on my own would be Fallout. So, I just Fallout, you freaking heathen. Oh, my God. Well, I guess game. Bloodborne makes it. Yeah, Bloodborne is going to be in it, so we should just put that as one of the top three, I guess. Uh, okay, so I guess we can probably cut out Fallout because... Well, no, no, no. Let's let's at least talk oh, about Fallout for a sure. little bit, right? Because I mean, it, we, like, it's I haven't the played it, the so for it. it's a great I game. It it's either. a better version. It's a great game. It's a better version of what they've done before. It's extremely competent, um, but it doesn't do too much new. I do. I will say that I think the one thing it does do new, all the sort of settlement building stuff, is legitimately one of the most compelling mechanics I've played with this year. Um, you can make that a game in of itself, just a sediment. Absolutely, a yeah. Um, but it still has that Bethesda jank. You know, it's like it's one of those things. It will probably be a much better game in six months. Um, but I think in 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 this in this fight, I almost think you know only The Witcher or Fallout makes this top three, not both of them. And the one and and The Witcher three is just a better game. I agree entirely. I can stand by that. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I do have Fallout 4, though. I gave it I gave it a 9 and um, very much meant it. Um, Which I, you... I played it as well, and it's the best-playing Fallout game and purely yes. just the core gameplay of what you do. It is yeah. the best there. It so has a couple issues with the story and the narrative settings they do or the dialogue system I'm not crazy mm -hmm. about. Yeah. But overall, it's such a more fun game to play than previous Fallout games. I have a question for you, Alex. Do you think, because a lot of people thought that they, it was a step down after New Vegas. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think uh, narratively it definitely is. Uh, mechanically it is not. Mm. Um, the, the thing about New Vegas is that the guys at Obsidian, um, as discussed in a previous category, are absolutely excellent at story stuff. Yeah. Um, the stuff they wrote for New Vegas was incredible. And they also focused on different things. So, like, they didn't focus on, for instance, the Brotherhood of Steel. So instead of telling stories of big men in big bulky armor, they, they chose to focus perhaps on more human stories. Fallout 4 does a little bit of both again. Um, but I, I still, uh, mechanically, Fallout 4 is the best handling from, a, from the, 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 the perspective of third-person shooting and first-person shooting. Um, the quest systems are better than they've ever been. 
Um, the, the the design of the world I think is better than it's ever been. I think the way they streamlined the perks and stuff is really excellent. It's just not as good as The Witcher Three. Well, did, did wait? Did Aaron say her top two? She said uh, FF14 She's... and blah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure because I didn't know if if, so, if everyone heard said something. I, I can I go on a tirade on Xenoblade Chronicles X on because I know Josh is oh. gonna say why it's good. Like, okay. I don't, can I go on a tirade on why this game actually sucks real bad? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> real bad. That's a little strong, but okay. Mr. Negative. Yeah, so negative. So negative. So, so negative? I think I think there are two things Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, that, that two things they do that's really stand out. One is the soundtrack is actually pretty good. Um, not as good mm-hmm. as the original, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. Two, the world, the level design itself is really, really good. Um, I look at like a lot of open worlds, and they just feel the same. There's just not a lot of variation of elevation. Um, the the way you actually navigate uh, from one point in on the map to um, uh, another, and I don't mean from one end of the map to the other end of the map. I mean like even within its own little bit geo- with within its own geography, it's like. It's its own microcosm and ecosystem. I think Xenoblade does that extremely well, both from a, like a visual exploration style, but also from like just sheer like how how realistic it can be when you're actually exploring like Earth in and of itself. Granted, this is actually Mira, but um, the, a, a different planet. But I think it does that well. Outside of that, the game is just I don't think it's not good. Um, first of all, I'd already had a lot of problems with the combat system in the first game. Mostly because it's played like an MMORPG and there's a lot of downtime and uh, managing things. But there's just sheer amount of auxiliary systems. There's too much of it. There's just way too much fluff. And there's a lot of things where if you manage every bit of it, it matters. But it really doesn't contribute too much to the overall gameplay. It, it just feels like tedious chores. You're just doing things for the sake of it. Um, exploration while you're exploring the world is good. There's no really gameplay benefits to exploring all that well. Uh, it doesn't give you that much experience. It doesn't give, add uh, anything to your arsenal, really. You just you find a little items here and there. Heavily the, disagree. There, there's a lot of gameplay elements that just feel extremely ho- hollow. Um, and to be honest, I, it actually doesn't feel... I would say it's in terms of like quality of the auxiliary systems and the combat itself ranks probably in line with Tales of Sisteria. I was just extremely disappointed in how it plays. I'd rather play an MMORPG with bare-bones systems like World of Warcraft than Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, that's just... On the opposite end of the hmm. spectrum, I think the auxiliary systems really give you a sense of, like, customization, complete customization of how you want to uh, develop your own character because while there is there's a myriad of it, I mean, there's a lot of it to take in. It's a, it's a, definitely a game you have to sit down with, and I will admit that the, the tutorialization of it isn't very as upfront and direct as most games. You actually have to do, do like, you know, go through the in-game manual to understand, you know, a good chunk of it to get through the basic of basics because it, throughout the course of, like, the beginning chapters of the game, they don't really do a, a great job explaining to your face, like, hey, this is what is what effects. You actually have to go open up that manual and see, hey, what are the, what's the UI actually telling me? Um, in terms of like the battle system, the battle system is I understand it's like very underwhelming like in the first like few levels of it because it seems because you don't have a lot of options you have to uh, really build upon like you know the class system in the game. It has a branching class system that uh, you start out as this a drifter class and after you get that uh, ranked up to uh, its max level of you ten, get three more classes you, and get, you get more. Yeah, you get three more classes that branch out into uh, two different other branches and to uh, you with each class, yeah, they have their own set, set of arts and uh, so a set of weapons they equip. 
so it, it it all boils down to that style. And by the end of that, like once you get through that class, it, you open up that those two secondary branches that either, for example, like one class uh, has dual guns and dual swords, you can level that up to either go uh, high more level uh, skills that specialize in that same skill set, or go to another class that specializes into uh, sniper ravel, uh, sniper rifle and javelin uh, skill set. And then by the end of that, when you finally get those uh, things maxed out, like those classes, you can actually carry over that those uh, weapons and uh, skills and uh, abilities to the, that were previously exclusive to that class into another class, so you can actually like mix and match, you know, those uh, elements together to make like your own separate thing. You can have like a sniper rifle with like uh, a long sword, uh, given mm -hmm. that you know uh, leveled up those classes and uh, accommodate the skills and uh, abilities for both. Uh, so that's and it's not, like I said, it's a lot to take in. Uh, but I, I, I totally, I totally, I haven't actually played this game. I've watched a lot of it. I even watched Josh play it for like three hours. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, I totally, you know, resonate with what he's saying here. Yeah. I, some of my favorite games are games. I know some people might call it like micromanaging, but when you have like all, you, I guess you could call it like player agency. Like you have so much control over how you decide to to approach combat. Um, 100% agreed. And I've where, played a lot of it as well. Because there, there's a lot of, like, especially Japanese RPGs, where you kind of have, like, a couple of choices in, like, what character you might use or, or like, a, a class where you have, like, a little bit of choice in there. But this seems to, like, have a little bit more nuance in terms of, like, how you, you know, co combine all these different things in terms of creating, like, like chess pieces, how you coordinate your, your team uh, to a variety uh, of different play styles so and I, I was watching josh play and he was explaining all this and i totally understand what he's getting at here and xenoblade seems to do that pretty well yeah, and i've played a hell of a lot of it and everything that was said there i'm pretty much on board with i'm gonna go ahead and say this i think the top three here is bloodborne witcher xenoblade i i to i agree with that I'd, and well, I, I, I just I, Yep. I know we have a couple of people who might vouch for Final Fantasy XIV. I will. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 I, I think the thing is this. fourteen is an amazing game, but it well, uh, and Heavensward is an amazing expansion pack, evidently. Um, but it is... Only two to, of us. Not to belittle, it is just an expansion pack. And I think when you compare that to the scope of Bloodborne or The Witcher 3 or Xenoblade and the amount they're achieving, I don't think it belongs... But it's not about like it's not about quantity, right? Like no, I ne but I never say. It, 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 not just saying quantity. I'm talking about you know the well, amount. Let's of keep it in perspective. We're talking about best big screen, so we also need to talk about visuals because it's the one that uses well, the real estate it, that it's given it's, to. It's everything, really, yeah. isn't it? But it's just and, a matter and, of. And we we've said this several times too. You know, we're we're like picking between all these great games, so we kind of have to draw the line somewhere <laughs> of how we cut them out, even if they're. Even if they're not the best lines, you have to pick three somehow. In, in terms of sheer meaningful content that's in the game, I, and in terms of story, in terms of writing, in terms of soundtrack, it's audio, and everything, I think Heaven's Ward easily trumps Xenoblade just because the con I think the content that was presented in my limited experience from Xenoblade is not meaningful at all. That's the, that's the thing that like Xenoblade is a massive game. Like set, like trying to like judge like the game off of like the first ten or fifteen hours. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an unfair it's, comparison because you yeah, haven't even, you haven't it's... unlocked so many things in the game, especially the skulls. The skulls are a big part of the game. That customization, that amount of freedom you get when you fly over the world of Mira. I think that, the I think that a lot of freedom is. I think a lot of freedom is good. I think too much freedom is not good. And 
I th- I already have too much freedom. Like, I think it's a fascinating different take um, on the genre as far as Japan goes, and I just think, you know. I, I think, and I'm, I'm not talking about quantity when I use this word, but I look at Bloodborne, The Witcher 3, and Xenoblade, and they all feel like monoliths. They all feel like such incredibly impressive packages um, of content. And I'm not saying that Disgaea or Heaven's Sword aren't, um, mm-hmm. but it's more that I think the other three are perhaps accomplishing more. Um, Disgaea in that it is it's quite a a natural and simple evolution of, of uh, what they've already been I, doing. I don't think so at all. Um, <laughs> I totally disagree and, with that. <laughs> and Heaven's Word in that it's building on the incredible stuff that um, that uh, they did with Around Reborn. It's like, you know, we talked a bit about potentially having a best improved category this year and decided against it. And it's like, if there was a best improved category, I would be fighting for Heaven's Word to win it. For the for, for for what it adds and what it improves to the original F, uh, around reborn Final Fantasy fourteen formula, but I if if we're if we're getting this list down to three, I just think Bloodborne, right. Witcher, and Xenoblade let, are so much more. Let me talk about this guy because yeah, I, like... I want to hear about this guy even if it doesn't end up in top three. No, I I, I think it's my my top two. Uh, in, in fact, uh, Liz can back me up on this. This guy five. Pound for Pound is the best strategy RPG to come out in probably over 15 years because it adds all the great elements that made Disguise such a great series to begin with. You take an amazing story, you take all the auxiliary systems that made the series so interesting to begin with, that made it really deep, um, add even more mechanics on top of it, even more job classes that you can decide from, add in features such as being able to set uh, not just your job, but a sub-job. Kind of like what Final Fantasy XI and XIV do, where you can build up your class and then start to build up a subclass and then carry those traits over to other classes as well. So you've got those features. Not only that, you have a story. The other Disgaea games, you can beat in maybe like 20 or 25 hours, in my experience with those games, if you just want to get to the end of that story. Disgaea 5 takes about 40 to 50 hours. And all that story that it's telling is very interesting. It's very uh, important. It's, it's, it's well written. It's well told. The characters are great. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with the, um, the way that the world works and all the different people that you get to meet. Um, they touch on some very uh, emotional moments, some very almost dark moments in that, in that game come about, especially towards the end of that. And you uh, understand like some of the plight that you would not expect to get out of uh, a game like that, uh, something that you would expect to just be, oh, it's just over the top, it's cartoony. No, um, the game does a great job at that. It actually kind of harkens back to Disgaea 1 in that respect in that you, you start to feel for these characters because um, they start to in- put a more importance on their, on their backstory. Um, but they also add some great new features such as the, um, the Kara world, which is kind of like a board game that you walk around trying to build up your characters. There's ways you can send off your characters to, um, travel to different planets to, uh, um, to gather resources, items, equipment, things like that, even unlock new characters. Uh, the autumn world is bigger and better than it's ever been. There's an interrogation room where you can like, uh, try to, uh, you know, force uh, these important resources out of these different enemies or force them to join your party as well. There's just a lot of stuff going on there that I feel makes it even more important. And it's great because um, that uh, 
the the once again we're talking about best big screen. The disguise series, of course, has kind of been sort of you know made fun of because it's like oh it's a PlayStation Two game on this PlayStation Three or PlayStation Four in this case, but they are able to do a lot more with the horsepower of the PlayStation Four. They pulled the camera way back. You have a lot more sprites on screen, all fully animated and very um, emotive, that you cannot get from the other systems. I think it's the people that have played the Disguise series can really get those nuances. But even if you haven't, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And even like this crazy cool squad system that they added, which um, if you're part of the squad and you have like all these characters, you're assigned them to a certain squad, they enjoy certain benefits, such as one makes you a giant. So when you start battle, you're like this giant and you're a huge sprite that looks ridiculous. Uh, and they have the power to like grow into a group of enemies, unleash a skill that they just jump up and smash like all the different panels around them. And so for me, I think the Sky 5 is like the epitome of the strategy RPG genre. And I said as much in my review. There are some uh, problems with the two. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the perfect game um, because uh, there is some issues which um, that, that some of the mechanics, sometimes it gets a little a bit much because uh, there's a lot going on with that game. But I think it's great, especially because um, they are able to do this much and I didn't experience any engine problems. And so like I didn't experience like hitches or frame rate drops or anything like that. I can't speak for Xenoblade Chronicles X because uh, I've never played it. Uh, Bloodborne, I've only watched footage of it, people playing that game. Uh, they, I've seen people beat it. I played a ton of Witcher 3, of course, um, maybe put like maybe 60, 70 hours in it, and I'm not even close to being done. So my argument is more for Witcher 3 to win it. But I think the Sky 5 is an amazing, amazing game that I, I feel very strongly about. You see, I, I don't... The Sky 3 is the same problems I have with Witcher, I mean, not Witcher, uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles X. They just, they just give you too much. Like, I, well, the like, thing is There's about only the so Sky much you should give the player before it becomes extremely com it's, it's like i don't i don't want to take uh make an uh make this analogy but like if you have so much inventory it becomes cumbersome and you can't move like there's just so much there's only like you know so what you, this you sounds, don't have to touch sounds, that stuff you can't leave that stuff alone you this, don't have to go to that this, stuff this sounds you more like your problem than the oh, game no, 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 no you're right it, it definitely is like me personally speaking but like just because it's that way doesn't mean just because a, uh, a designer gives you ton ton of stuff doesn't mean it's automatically good design that's 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 argument. No, it's, I, know, it's, I know I know Liz liked the game a lot. What does Liz think? Well, in the, like there is a lot of stuff in the game, almost too much. But the thing is, you don't have to touch any of that because when I went through the game the first time, like I had to get it done for review in like a week or something, and there's a lot of stuff to do, and I ignored almost all of that to try to get to the end of the game in time, and you can get to the end of the game just doing a couple of the things and you can look at everything else later like you can just play the base game and maybe go to the cheat shop to help you grind or something and you can get through the game just going through the story and just doing the basic stuff and, do you and you feel, don't have to do, huh? do you feel like going through the story like just by itself was it diminished at all or do you did you really still enjoy it <laughs> i really still enjoyed it like the the story itself is very good um the only the only extra thing I ne I felt I needed was the cheat shop because otherwise grinding would be too boring. But that's just my personal opinion. Like a lot of people love going into the item world and stuff like that to grind, but I don't I don't like doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought the that's characters good. were great. I thought it was the best Sky game I played, and that's including the first one. 
Oh yeah, totally. Huh. I mean, if, I agree. if the designers are giving you mechanics and you're not using them, that's a flaw. No, she like, just said no, she had I to get disagree. through the review. I okay, if you're gonna take an example, my example. I played those mechanics and I thought that they were all meaningful. I already went through like the carol world. You're building. Being optional does not mean it's bad. Yeah. Well, no, I already explained how great each each feature is. Um, like I said, like the carol world. You're building up your character's stats by going through this board game and unlocking like strength bonuses, new items, money, all this kind of stuff. The autumn world is bar none like, I... the most important thing. I believe all of this that Zach and uh, yeah, and definitely. Are saying. Most but definitely. at the same time, I, I I'm just not. Uh, I assume what we're really saying here is that only one of 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 Heavensward, Disgaea, and Xenoblade can make it out because I think we're we're saying that Bloodborne and The Witcher are locks. I think so. And, yeah. Uh -huh. And I think out of those three, I just I'm not convinced that Disgaea beats Xenoblade. I'm convinced because the the, the <laughs> size and Xenoblade. scope of Xenoblade and 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 what it's trying to do is is so brave and so different. I would Let's agree. Just do a vote for who makes the third spot. Because I know it's, we're gonna lose. It's gonna be Xenoblade, you know that, right? If we put it to a vote. Well, Maybe. that's, that's, that's it, right. We got the reason why we're I mean, here. it's not like we're saying any other games are bad. We gotta get exactly. it. I mean, we have, we have, we have to get the we have to get the list down no matter what. So I mean, personally, that's... I I just felt like it was important to say because I think yeah. people were being very dismissive of Disgaea, so oh, I wanted no. to put that out there. But I agree. Even if I haven't played it personally, I've seen enough of Xenoblade to agree that. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going through the the vote. Let's go through the vote. Well, let me just say I appreciate you and Liz talking about Disgaea because it's a series yeah. I've always wanted to play, and I love strategy RPGs, and somehow I've never tried a Disgaea game, and this one sounds like they're on, they're doing right, the, the right things with this franchise. So, and as somebody who hasn't given enough time yet to Five, I do have to say, as somebody who loved One, like Liz saying there that it's your favorite one, even beyond the first one, means that I'm definitely gonna have to go back and give this game a lot more time. Yes, um, Four was the best. Five is better than Four. That's what I feel like personally. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, there was something that I didn't like in four, so I liked the first one a bit more. So <laughs> five story was kind of like four, but slightly improved. It's like a lot of the story beats in four, like in five. But yeah, five I think is better told. But yeah. Okay. So anyway, so I just are we saying that Xenoblade is going to go through? Um, depends on the Heaven Sword people. Andrea isn't here, so Aaron has to kind of help on that. that, was, that was... And Simon. And I Kyle. think. Uh... If I were going to make an argument for Heavensward, I would say that it it was just such an immense amount of really quality content when it initially came out. There was so much. All of the three new classes were wonderful. The the new story stuff was outstanding. New soundtrack was outstanding. The the new zones were so big. The, I think the only reason they weren't bigger is because they still had to get that thing on the damn PS3. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just. I, I just enjoyed it so much. There was the only thing I think that I would I would even put this above uh, above Bloodborne if uh, the post content or the patches since then haven't been too great. Um, but uh, it, I don't I don't. Aaron's played it more knows the game better than me. But it's, yeah, I mean yeah. the biggest thing for me was the the story. The main scenario itself was like. Quantity alone was basically the size of an all-new Final Fantasy game. Wow! So that I really want to go back and play really this. <laughs> yeah, like oh, it's shit. definitely a 40-hour main scenario. Jesus. 
and they, and they, they are not uh, shy about uh, like it's not something where everything works out in the end kind of deal. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, what, nice. that's what I love about the story is that you yeah. can't really predict what's going to happen because the way that all the different factions are, it's it's not like you know good versus evil or there's, yeah, there's like a lot that. of gray. Yeah, there's a lot and, of gray, and there's a lot of different parties too. Like, there's yeah. not just two sides. There's and not just, the other thing just because, that I like, like where your is... light is on a certain side doesn't mean it's automatically good. Like, you just, it doesn't mean you're automatically fighting for a good side. It just means you're fighting well, for yeah, a good Well, yeah, I mean, your character is on a lot of, like, really mm-hmm. bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, the, and the, it, it, got, it got pretty emotional at times, too. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. continually really, really impressed like, with Yoshi and his team. And a lot of the gameplay, like a lot of the dungeons you fight through, they're all rock solid. Like they're mm. they're all great. I I actually I actually enjoyed running through multiple instances of the dungeons. As oh I yeah, oh, yeah. The-, the level design is fantastic as well. And I think one of the big things is the importance of the raid story that was in mm-hmm. A Realm Reborn and how they basically came all the way full circle to that in Heaven's Ward at one point. And if you did the raid and saw that story you really kind of got that you know that extra little oh yeah that's totally what happened and it, it was actually very emotional <laughs> um, yeah so this is this is tough then so there's oh, so three of us like heaven's word the story was so good i couldn't put it down even so though that, I is there, are we so 300 days later is there three of us or let's four? just put it to a vote yeah let's just put it to a vote Twice suggested it. Top three? Okay, so three. Well, so who's... who's... I think no, 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 no. Just oh, just between who, who, 14 you know, and, and Xenoblade. Okay. We have to decide between Bloodborne and Witcher as our winner later, but uh, we, let's pick our number three. <laughs> okay, okay. I vote... Because um, I, I really need to play Heaven Sword in Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm level 30, I need to get on. Uh, Xenoblade. Yeah, you really do. You're way behind. Yeah, I'm super way behind. Just the beta. Alright, okay. Uh, uh, I'm... I'll go Heaven's Word, obviously. I'm going Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Heaven's Word. Heaven's Word. Adam. So it's up to me and Liz and maybe Dave. <laughs> Darren. Um, David. I'm gonna just I'm gonna say Xenoblade because um, I I just I I I I actually kind of like the MMO type combat of the first game with the cooldowns. I know Simon didn't, but and this game just seems to kind of take that and build it with uh, all the different like systems that Josh was saying. So I, even though I have not played either of these, Xenoblade, I'd have to pick. So, um, I'll yeah. go with Heaven's Lord. Oh. So we're four and four. <laughs> That's even right now. Darren and Dave. Darren and does David. That, David. Does, and- does Andrea's vote count? Because I know she would give it That's up. Andrea, right. Andrea's Andrea votes. would definitely vote for Final Fantasy. And even though she's not here, we have to kind of, I think we should probably consider that. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just feel, you know, so much of the groundwork of what Heaven's Word is is in a game that was a game last year, two yeah. years ago even. Same with and... Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> like, no, it's an entirely new game. No, it literally couldn't be more fucking different to the original. Yeah. That's part of why some people have problems. Uh, but yeah, like, you need to play more that, of it to, to know. That's the thing. That's here's here's the thing. It's like you know, I can't remember what year it was, but whatever year it was, Ultra came out. I didn't give my personal game of the year to Ultra SF4, even though it's probably the game that I played the most. 
because so much of that groundwork is already laid. And that's my argument against against Evansford isn't even necessarily a quality argument. I think they're probably pretty close, but it's just that Xenoblade is 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 offering something that is, to be honest, for a Japanese RPG, quite different, quite You think bold. it's ambitious and it accomplishes what it sets out to do. It's so quite ambitious, important. and yes, and it's accomplishing it as well. Yeah, no, um, I, I, as I think, as I think, the review scores have, have bore out, and it, it's it's new and different. Whereas Seventh Sword is a, a a building on what already came before, and that's why my vote is is on the is on the Xenoblade side. It's a good point. It's a good. Okay, point. well, David, Darren are going to be the breakers of the votes. So, David. But David said he hasn't even. It, he, can, it, he heard the arguments, though. That's important. Then I've I've never played Heavensward or Xenoblade, but I think I can still vote. That's you got to listen to the conversation, of course. Too. I mean, I was listening, but I'm personally, I think I'm more interested in playing Xenoblade because I don't really like actual MMOs. <laughs> See, that's, that's he, the, you know, yeah, so say I'm biased. That. Okay, let me talk about the whole MMO stigma. <laughs> don't think of Final Fantasy XIV as an relax. MMO. Think of it first as a Final Fantasy game because that's exactly what it is. The MMO yeah. part is very much secondary, and you can play the game all by yourself for the most part. And that's Let me ask you this. Great. Let me ask you this. Can I control more than one character at a time? Oh, God, no. we're not doing this shit. Oh. We're not doing this again. That's most games. You, you, a lot of RPGs, you can only control one. No, the one in, but... Oh. I hate these games. It's action not RPGs. an action battle system, so I'm sure you were... <laughs> you would be happy with that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so Dave uh, chooses Xenoblade. I'm still it's, choosing it, Xenoblade. It's, it's, not, it's, not to, it's not to belittle the achievements of, of, of Heaven's Run, obviously. It's just oh, no, that, no, we know. We know. You know, um... So much of what it's doing is 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 really down to um, Realm Reborn, mm-hmm. which was an incredible yeah. piece of work. Um, well, it is, but I mean, and Heaven's Word is actually even more so. So that's like the even bigger achievement, I think. That's the thing is that if we're going to make the argument that Disgaea 5 can't be in the top three because it builds on the other Disgaea games, I don't know if we can keep making that argument over and over again. I, I, I don't think – I think that was part of the argument, but I think for me in my head the argument is just that based on what I've played and what I've seen and the and, and people I've spoken to, it feels to me like Disgaea 5 was probably like a, 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 a mid-high eight um, whereas most, I gave it a nine. I, most of the people I speak to, you know, Xenoblade is in that sort of mid nine territory. The argument that Alex is making that like Xeno is more ambitious than both of those games and accomplishes more than both of those games, like what what it sets out to do, and not only that, but it also makes a landmark achievement on what GR like JRPG developers can do with it's brave. Know, the genre is what, I'm, is, is what I'm trying to say. It's brave in the same way that you know. The original, um, Born. Yeah, the original Round Reborn was. Um, whereas yeah. Heaven's Rod, to, to me, looking in from the outside, obviously I understand looking in from the outside is a very different case. And I'm sure if you're playing, you know, it's like me saying, oh, they took two frames of priority off Kami's uppercut, and that's a big deal to me. But, <laughs> but what I'm. But, but what I'm read the frames, read the frames. But, 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 what I'm, but, what I, 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 but what I'm saying is, is that. To me, from the outside looking in, it's like Heaven's Sword seems like a relatively safe expansion pack in the what it was doing with bigger areas and what it was doing with the the um, the, the, the the flying mounts and, be, and 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 
the, the extra degree of freedom that gave you and the new class classes that they added and all that sort of stuff. It all felt relatively, and it, you know, that's not a bad thing. I imagine from the way you guys are talking that it's executed fucking wonderfully. And I, I don't know yeah, the issues like, I've heard. No, progression. You're saying it's a natural progression. Whereas Xenoblade Chron- moving from Xenoblade Chronicles to Xenoblade Chronicles X, it's not a natural progression. Yeah, it it's- was a shocker to be honest. It's yeah. a shocker because it is so mm-hmm. different, especially after Xenoblade was so popular. I, I usually like the natural progression, uh, progression mindset more than the departure mindset. I mean, like, it, it, oh, we know. <laughs> you know. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, well, I just, I just <laughs> mean, like, that forever. I just mean while we're talking about like this guy and stuff. This guy is constantly building on on the uh, on the past version on the past yeah. game without really. Uh, oh, this guy too kind of fell off a cliff. A I mean, obviously, this, <laughs> it really this, didn't this, though. This award isn't. But like to Alex's point, like there is there is great merit in trying to do something different within within its own you know co- a microcosm of of a franchise and oh doing yeah absolutely well, doing extreme. I'm just saying purely a uh, personal thing. Uh, yeah, that is, I don't think we asked Darren what he thinks between these two. <laughs> I don't know, man. What is he going to say? He's had the joy now, at least. He spent like 600 hours in Heavensward. Of course he knows. I don't think he played a play to have you. You know, me dedicating a channel to Final Fantasy, right? That's uh, that's weird. But uh, I was going to say this simply. I have only asked for one of these games for Christmas between the two, and that's Xenoblade Chronicles X. That's where my vote goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now there you go. There you go. All right. And I I feel like I should mention that in our 2013 awards, the Realm of War won our best surprise. Um, yes. That's because that's, it was surprising. Because well, biggest, it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, because it, was a, it was a miracle. It, like yeah, it was, a, it was a miracle. Like, no, like, they basically had to, like, take all of Asia to rebuild that game, literally. If you watched that, <laughs> it for, like, 20 minutes long. And, and, what I, and, and that's the thing. What I'm saying about Heavensward being a, being a relatively safe expansion, you know, that's not to remotely belittle the incredible work uh, Yoshida and his team did because, um, you know, it's amazing. Um, But I just think when you compare the work of putting together an expansion, building on an existing engine and an existing servers and all that sort of stuff and raising the level cap and that sort of thing versus what the other three games on this list now have done, I, I disagree with the quality of the, the product that is Xenoblade Chronicles X, but I see merit in your perspective, Alex. So therefore, obviously, therefore, obviously, if I thought Xenoblade sucked, that would be a, it would not be an argument. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, like, that's not to say like just because I disagree with like what I think of a game doesn't automatically th- mean that it's a bad game, right? Yeah. I mean, I play, yeah. I play tons of games where I know it's a bad game, but I like it because for some reason it just it's like eating junk food. So, like, I personally don't like Xenoblade, but I, I understand what it does. <laughs> so, I, I it's it the does. blockbuster men movie mentality. <laughs> I mean, it does what, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. what it does, and it does it well. I, I see I see the ambition behind it, and it does it well. I just, I personally don't agree with it. So, like, if 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 the third vote goes to Xenoblade Chronicles X, I have, like, no qualms with that. I, I mean, Alex makes it a good point. Like, I do think trying something new and accomplishing that has more merit than simply following the natural progression of things, even if it does execute on it flawlessly, which, in my opinion, I think Heaven's War did execute on it flawlessly. So. Okay, so yeah. fair enough. Let's let's get down to, okay. to brass text. Just a whole, like, just a clincher okay. to this. Yeah, just a clincher to this. I think there is, it is 
tr like tremendously like important to uh, you know distinguish that like this is like it's amazing that we're having this sort of conversation this year because there's a lot of great 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 RPGs this year. There's there's not an easy decision for any well, of us. Well, if you think this year's bad, then yeah. Well, yeah. Next year's gonna be oh uh, yeah. Next year's gonna be suck. like ten times more like. Oh, vicious. Next going to be like a 10 hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, then come from behind. The whole fucking day. Come from behind. Mega Dimension is going to win. Best overall. Okay. No, okay. No, okay. No, no, no. We're just going to be 18 hour. Zach and I are nominating it. Zach and I are nominating Moving onwards, we have the three picks right now at Bloodborne, Witcher 3, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. I think it's pretty obvious that Xenoblade Chronicles X is not the winner, judging by the conversation. Yeah. Witcher. Witcher, I think. Witcher, so I have played both games extensively for for uh, for for the most part. Uh, I played a, a quite a quite a lot and on the PC, and then um, I loved it so much I actually bought it again on the PS4 because I wanted to play it on a console. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah. Oh, so Bloodborne, right? Because you play They're on the PC. Extremely bipolar, right? So Bloodborne focuses much more on the action with the very passive. Um, storytelling elements, whereas um, The Witcher 3, sort the the action elements, it, it's there, but it sort of takes a backseat to the the extremely good writing, the lore building, the the, the narrative that it crafts. So it, it really comes down to sort of like the pe bits and pieces of like what what a person prefers. And personally speaking, I think as much as I love good action and combat, for me. That's the only really thing that Bloodborne does well, and I'm sort of lazy, and I don't want to go out reading about lore as, as fascinating as it is. I think, in Bloodborne. I, think, I think Bloodborne does atmosphere very well. Yes, yeah, it, it is. I just wanted to mention well, that. But yeah, I want to sometimes have, I want to deliver a wholesome experience that's good, great, or if not excellent on all aspects and, and all, all parts of the spectrum. And I think The Witcher Three is the only game that's on this list that does that personally speaking and, and i want to say that you know bloodborne of course has this amazing gothic architecture witcher 3 does a great job in world building and such that like nothing feels like some designer or whatever just plops something down here everything feels very lived in very natural very organic and so you've got this amazing world and once again we're talking about like the writing and stuff like that i also agree that witcher 3 um should be bar none the best I mean, walking through Novograd, that first moment when I cross that bridge, yeah. and I see the huge towering buildings in Novograd, and then oh. just walking through it, like it's, it's a, it's amazing. How how, it's how big that how big that that game is is a is considering how little, if any, of the of the architecture is actually repeated. Is is actual insanity as and far the as stuff to do in almost every single corner of that world, and as opposed to some other games where it's like a big open wasteland with nothing to see. And and, and, I, and I know we sing praises about The Witcher Three, but it, you know it's not with it without its faults. I think the fight, the fact that you have to still go around, loot everything, and all these things, and they awesome. don't really contribute to too much. I, I think it still does fall into the typical RPG. You know, um, do we do we have anybody having, who do we have anybody who really wants to fight for, for, for Bloodborne on this, though. I will. I, I will. will. Yeah, I will, yeah. Of course, Darren would. I, 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 re I really like The Witcher 3 as well, but um, I think my thing about Bloodborne is, yes, the combat is the focus, and it is the gameplay. Like, that's the strongest bit. But I think, like... The Souls games, they tell their stories in a, a more subdued manner, obviously, than The Witcher. Of course, like, yeah. Kind of mm -hmm. Although I think The Witcher but, has a lot of a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. But, but, there, so but there's a lot of politics and all that sort of stuff in those games. To, 
to give you an example of just like a, a lot of the, the story stuff in Bloodborne that I really do enjoy, there's, and this isn't going to go into the, the, the bigger plot, is like there's a moment where you meet like a little girl and she says that her mother and father are missing. And uh, she's like, uh, Mommy went to go look for Daddy, and, he, and well, they neither of them came back. And it turns out she gives you a music box, and the music box, her dad, it turns out to be one of the bosses. And if you want to, it's a really difficult fight. I won't say which one it is. And if you use the music box, then he becomes stunned. But when you go back to Little Girl after you defeat the boss, she's not there. And there's a, oh, is, I remember this. this. Is, there, oh, there, there's a there's a a large pig enemy, um, not too far from where she was. And normally he only drops blood vials, but after she's gone, you kill him, you kill the the pig, and he the item he drops <laughs> a small shoe, uh, like Aww. a small, small shoe. Oh. And so like there's so many little moments like that, but the. And the, the, and that's it. it the, the, I think to emphasize, like it doesn't. There is no nothing else that that uh, like indi- indicates that this girl was killed by this monster. You just kind of have to. You see that shoe, and you're like, "Whoa, where the shoe?" The, the, oh. the flip side of that, I will say <laughs> though, in this in this in this argument, is the go-to is is going to be the one that that took everybody by storm, which was the the, the bloody Baron questline in 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 The Witcher Three, and that is such a phenomenal character they build there across a short amount of time um and and not only that but sorry the 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 story that you just told in bloodborne happens a lot in witcher like you can come across this villager who's like um this this woman uh finds out that her man is cheating on her turns out that that man apparently was possessed by a demon and uh and is going around womanizing all this place and then you run over there and find him and you're about to kill him, but the woman comes in and says, you know, I still love him. And all this thing happens, like crazy demons that are causing these issues. But the, the very, you know. Uh, you That's know, actually not how that storyline goes, but I know which one you're talking about. No, there's, there's more stories to that, just that. But if you're talking about, there's <laughs> also one where it's like, what was it? Um, uh, that this this guy leaves this woman to get with another woman. And then he, I think he becomes like a werewolf. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm messing up the pacing of that story a little bit. But. Yeah, I, I think that th- that story you told in Bloodborne can be found in Witcher Three as well. The, the, the thing, the thing is, that's not the end of that particular story either. Oh, yeah. There's more to it after that point. You meet that girl's sister later. Oh, at the yeah, same it, house, and it goes on. Like, there's a lot of sub stories in Bloodborne like that that you miss the first time around. And I think one of the reasons why Bloodborne is my personal game of the year, not not even just best big screen RPG is that it's so replayable because there's so much you can miss and there's so much you can gain by revisiting different NPCs or different stories. And I think it's just a more... It, it is a subdued story overall like the other Souls games, but it tells the most closed story in of itself. Mm-hmm. We I also need, think Bloodborne yeah, I, I, 2 is I, I, a finished actually, story. I actually think all the things that you guys are describing about Bloodborne are all things that The Witcher is equally good at. The only difference yeah. is The Witcher is much more open about it, basically. I, don't, I actually and, don't think The Witcher is too good about the subliminal storytelling as the... It, it's there, but the execution is not nowhere near as Bloodborne. Well, it, it, subliminal, it depends on your definition, because Bloodborne isn't popping up NPCs and giving you quests in, in, a, in, a, in that traditional way that, to that be, the, the Witcher does. 
No. I'll make a. I'll make a. No, Witcher's quests and everything are obviously a cut above in its writing and whatnot. If, if we're gonna, but what I will argue in Bloodborne's favor though is like the combat systems are night and day between those two games. Um, oh yes. Like, oh, like, oh, I like, can't if, argue that. Yeah. Like, uh, if that. you if you if you fight like I the end of the Bloody Baron quest, like the the side quest portion of it, like when you fight that big whatever the hell that monster's called. Um, like when the witch, uh, oops, I almost spoiled something. You know, like there's like the big <laughs> monster you fight. I don't remember what it's the fiend? called. Fiend? Uh, I think it's called a fiend. Um, but like if you compare that like boss encounter to something like like uh, like Ludwig in Bloodborne, it's like it's like the say it's such a jump because like all of the boss fights, like as a whole, this is the best collection that FromSoft has done of bosses because there really isn't one that I think is just garbage. Like in every other Souls game, there's just there's one terrible boss at least, but not in and, this one. Well, I 100 percent. I, I think this will come. I think this this is personally my own op- op- opinion speaking, but I think exploration actually is a bit better in Bloodborne. Like I think the places you visit in Witcher are awesome. I think like the towns you visit, the the villages. The, the the massive plains and the great views and vistas I think they're great and they're great to discover, but that sense of dread of walking into a new area, navigating and fi- finding new uh, like you well, know, finding I mean, it's a different... you know, where enemies are hiding. I think that's unparalleled. In, in, in fairness, the... though, it's a different kind of it's a different kind yeah. of game. Bloodborne yeah. is designed yeah, you're, no, no, you're right. to instill right. to instill that sense of dread. In The Witcher, right. Geralt is by design powerful and strong. And that's oh. why a quest like the Bloody Baron one is is so powerful because it gives you those quests are designed to to give you a glimpse into the life of somebody more normal in that world. And when they do that, it's so powerful, and it manages to be so powerful without you without having to thrust you into the boots of that character. You empathise with them through their similarities to Gerald, or indeed through their differences. Um, but that's like, the same thing is that like you could be wandering around you're like this very powerful human being with Geralt but then you might accidentally run into like the wrong part of the forest and then you're facing enemies that are much much stronger than you so that that sense of dread can still be there in this world obviously you know Bloodborne is it's like it's like that concentrated I think for me it comes down to an, an, an economy of scale and it's not saying that more is better it's just saying that you are correct and I do not dispute that the that, that Bloodborne has better combat absolutely and better boss encounters oh, totally. absolutely. <laughs> combat um, yeah. but for me it just comes down to the witcher is broad and offers much more besides um in terms of its quest structure in terms of the way its open world is constructed um in terms of visual variety um and in terms of the characters you meet um I think both are magnificent games, and it is incredibly, incredibly difficult. I will, I will actually argue. I will argue exploration at one point in Bloodborne because obviously you can't compete with something like The Witcher in terms where it's like ten times the size of any game ever. Um, but, <laughs> but, but it, but like for example in Bloodborne, like they they are not afraid to hide things from you. Like like Cairnhurst Castle, there it is very unlikely you're going to get to that area. Or you're gonna find that era on your first playthrough, and it's just—it's one of the best moments of the whole game, and both best areas. And it's so like it's just tucked away on a little path, and you go up a ladder, and you end up at the start of the game, and you get an item from someone, and then you can go to it more or less. And it's just there—there is a great sense of exploration, like kind of like the whole theme of the game is 
opening your third eye, so to speak. And, Aren't there like uh, five or six optional boss fights as well in Bloodborne? Actually, there, I, I something I did with this game. I've never done this ever in my life with another game. Is like I'm, I just like booted up. I'm like I'm gonna see if I can beat this in one sitting, and I did. I beat it in six hours. There's only like five mandatory bosses, so every other boss, which there's over twenty, is optional. Jeez. So. There's tons that you, there's so much in that game that you don't have to do. Obviously, like I said, you can't compete with the Witcher's gargantuan world, but um, that would be my argument that it's because I, I really appreciate the really condensed, dense level design that loops back in on itself and everything. Because, like I said, there's, I was, I couldn't believe it when I ended up at the start of the game again. I'm like, how is this even possible? <laughs> like, I was just walking up a ladder and then I ended up there. Um, but that would be my argument for it. I do, I do really enjoy The Witcher. Um, I've, I'm only about 25 hours in, to be fair, too, because um, I only recently picked it up. But um, I mean, Bloodborne's a much more denser experience, right? Obviously, yeah, I mean, of course. it's it's a difference in opinion based off of like the style stylistic decisions. Well, they're, uh, yeah, they're they're both going for two different things. So um, I think we just got to put it to vote again. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the only way we're going to cleanly decide this. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Because it's, we're talking about the top three, so all of them are great games. So let's go around. Uh, just one, please. So, Adam, what's your choice? Bloodborne. Alex, what's your choice? Witcher 3. Simon, what's your choice? Uh, pass me. I'll, I'll pass for now. Darren, what's your choice? Bloodborne. Josh, what's your choice? <sighs> <laughs> not choosing between kids oh man <laughs> gotta put the uh, other one in the attic it's all good Bloodborne, Bloodborne. it hurts what's your choice Bloodborne Liz what's your choice Witcher 3 Kyle what's your choice Bloodborne Bloodborne okay. what's, this, what's the tally on that right now 5 to 2 5 to 2 god damn I choose Witcher 3 but Simon I, it doesn't really matter because I think that no, because we what uh, Liz would probably choose. I mean, not Liz. Um, Andrea. Andrea would probably choose. She uh, she said she hated Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, oh, she, there yeah, you go. I, I was there when did. she played it, and she didn't like it. Oh well. <laughs> but that's we got We got at, at some point we got to decide upon this group too. So I I think I I, I really think Witcher Three is a, the better game in my opinion, but it. That's mostly because I think there's so much to do in The Witcher 3, and the time you can spend with it is is immense, and it's never-ending. The support for it has been great, especially with the Heart of Stone. Uh, right? It's Heart of Stone? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and a new and one coming soon as well. Yes. There's a, yeah, Wine and Blood. Wine and uh, Blood. Or Blood yep. and Wine. Um, that, that's, that's not to say like Bloodborne is necessarily bad. Obviously, the Old Hunters DLC was great, added a ton of stuff. Um and I think the beginning was really hard, and the nightmare of Mensis level can go to fucking hell. <laughs> but I, it's 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 qual its quality is it it's from a design design standpoint. I think Bloodborne cuts out of a lot of the fluff that made the Soul series sort of cumbersome in many ways. And Witcher Three, ironically, actually adds more stuff than it ever did before, but doesn't make it cumbersome. And I think actually that's a testament. To the the designer, uh, the game designer's prowess is how can yeah, you actually add yeah. stuff and making yeah. make it meaningful, not not actually annoying to deal with. Because The Witcher Two was it had a lot of cumbersome elements, but they actually added more mechanics than what was existing in Witcher Two, 
but still made it functional and made it really meaningful too uh, for the experience. So I, I just I think I have to give just out of sheer execution and ambitious quality from from The Witcher Three. It's I think it boils down to Witcher Three for me. So okay. so it's uh, with all the people voting here, it's five to four in favor of Bloodborne. Yeah, and so. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> everyone, everyone feel strongly. We got to feel strongly. Okay, everyone feel strongly about their choices, because if so, we're going to move on. Yep. Yeah. If I wanted to be a dick, I'd, 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 I'd take it back my vote and do it to Xenoblade. <laughs> so Xenoblade, okay. Uh, Xenoblade, let's go back and vote again. Uh, uh, so that's the crazy thing. Like uh, I can only imagine the reaction to this is going to be, but the arguments for both are so strong. Yeah. And I own Bloodborne. I really need to get around to playing it myself. But uh, all three of these games sound sound amazing. Um, I mean, all the choices we had and. Best big screen sound incredible, but the arguments made here, I think, hopefully, kind of t- lets people know that there's a lot more to these games than what, what people might see on the face of it. So I'm excited to see what what people think of it. In any case, um, so best big screen, top three, uh, runner-ups: Xenoblade Chronicles X, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, and the best big screen uh, award winner is Bloodborne. So they now, even named the weapon after me, bro. Come on, pray, right. pray slaughtered. Play slaughtered. So now what we've done, how we decide best overall, which is our next category, we take the winners of best indie, best small screen, and best big screen and throw them into that one category. This is exactly unless, what we did it last year. has to be year. said, unless somebody feels strongly, for instance, unless if somebody wanted to make an argument that, for instance, a runner-up like The Witcher 3 belonged more on that list than, say, I don't know, Trails then you can make that argument. But they, they obviously have to come from the winners or runners-up of the previous. I okay. think The Witcher 3 is better than a lot, probably just... I think it still has to be free. So the first question well, is... Well, okay, so we have Undertale as our indie game, and it's gotten mm-hmm. it got, it's gotten runner-up in a couple of the other categories in writing mm-hmm. and music. Yes, um, perspective here. Yeah. And then Trails in the Sky, we, it was a little bit awkward because it's kind of both big screen and small screen. We had it in both categories. It won the small screen category. In the big screen category, we kind of knocked it out early. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it is in the best overall running right now because it won small screen. And, and the best, it was a run-up runner in the scoring Yeah, it was runner-up yeah, yeah, for the yeah, music. Yeah, uh, and, and, almost, and writing as well, wasn't no, it? No, it was almost no. a runner-up for writing, but we knocked it out in favor of oh. Heaven's Sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, and then we have Bloodborne. Remember, remember, like ever, hours ago when we said that. Uh, I know it's all been doing all day. Yeah, it's been a. Fun I'll say this: trails, I... I have trails or Undertale, but I do think Witcher Three just it's. I think it would be sort of remiss to not include it. I now, think... reminder: overall, we actually do rank one to three, right? Yes, in yes. this last one. So the, the I... other categories is just winner and runners up, but now we have one, two, and three. So I like the I like the order that it's already in right now. To be honest, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> One, two, three. I think I think The Witcher Three deserves to be on this more than Trials in the Sky Second Chapter. Mm. I have to be honest. Mm. Like, I'll be I honest. Just... I I agree. Even though I probably like Second Chapter more, I think The Witcher Three is more deserving of of it than Second Chapter. Bloodborne versus Witcher Three think, Round think, Two. Here I we think, go. Yeah, let's do it. Here's, here's my main reasoning behind that. My main reasoning behind that is simple. It's just that. Let's be let's be real. Trials in the Sky, second chapter, sort of walked through that category because it was a crappy year for that category. <laughs> the Witcher Three is definitely well, better. Well, 
No, I mean it was you know. It was it's, okay it's, if you if the games you liked. It's just I'm sure like objectively people can make that argument, but you know. Well, I'm just saying we all said pretty much most of us said independently that it wasn't a great year for the small screen category. You know, with stuff, it wasn't a great year. Yeah. Me. Well, and we also said next year is going to be great, but that's for all the categories. I'm when sure. Legend of Legacy lasted as long as it did as it, as it did in that category, it's not a great year. <laughs> That category. No, I'm just it saying. Still, a think, glow lasted as long as it did. It's not a good. It's not a good year. I just think. I think Trials in the Sky second chapter is excellent, well, but I don't think. I think this 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 top three, whatever the order is, is Undertale, Witcher three, and Bloodborne. From what I've seen, I actually think Undertale should be knocked out personally. No. For Witcher 3. No, 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 no. I'm gonna dig my heels no, in. And I, 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 I disagree. Yeah, I fight. I'm gonna fight for Undertale to be the winner. Thank you very much. Oh man. So. Fight an uphill battle. Well, like here, let's do, let's do this. Like, so judging, let's just take it to a vote. Judging from this list, do you think d d just yes or no? Do you think you know Witcher Three deserves to be on this list in place of one of these games? I don't think. Well, in place of. Yeah. Well, we okay. only have okay, three. No, no, I'm I... gonna make I'm gonna make a more a more flat proposal than that. Witcher Three to replace Trails. Sure. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's already that's already unanimous. That's already okay. majority. Yeah, well, it's not unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unanimous. But I mean, <laughs> I, 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 already, I already know the result of this. I already know the result of this. So. It's gonna be. It's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be. It's gonna be. Yes, I mean. Yeah, but once again, as much as I love, 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 love second chapter, Witcher Three is an outstanding game too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the list is already made. If that's the case, I mean, it's Undertale, Witcher, and Bloodborne. Yeah, one, two, three. No, All the right. other way around. Let's go, guys. <laughs> no, um, no. We already said the list. The list uh, goes from one to three. Like, are, who's arguing for Bloodborne to actually win aside from Zach? Well, I mean, Bloodborne Me? already won. I don't want Bloodborne to win. Bloodborne, Bloodborne won oh. best big screen. So Bloodborne cannot be. Bloodborne cannot be beat by Witcher Three. It's already beat. Yeah. So, yeah. Already, so, oh. so basically, it's do we have Undertale as our overall winner? Or not? Yes. Wait, hold on. What is oh. under is. Bloodborne better is Undertale beating Bloodborne? Is that unanimous? Like, like, voted. Like, no, no, we haven't voted. What are you? Unanimous. Stop! Stop! Like, like stop. The word unanimous. So, like, hold on. Do not. Do not. This is a good. I like this order right here. No. This is good. This is good. No. No, it's not. I agree. With this <laughs> no, it's not. Right. I don't think Bloodborne should go above The Witcher, even though I think Undertale's number one. But. Well, Bloodborne yeah. already just won big screen. Yeah, yeah, I would have Bloodborne above Witcher and big screen. <laughs> No, like, Liz was switch aside. No, she switched. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. we already know the Witcher is going to be below Bloodborne. Like that's yes. pretty clear, right? We already so, know the Witcher will be the third place. So now the question is, Undertale or Bloodborne, which actually wins? This is so. <laughs> okay, here, here, here. I'll propose. I have not played Undertale, but I'll propose a an argument to the people that like it. Would you Would you like this game as much? Like, how much of it is relying on, like, Earthbound nostalgia is what I'm asking. I have not, I've never played, played Earthbound. I love Undertale, and I've never played Earthbound. I know, I've never, never Earthbound once. ever came out in, in, in Europe, so I've never played Earthbound. Yeah, and I, I never okay, okay, thought of okay. Earthbound playing this game. Okay, good. That's what I, I just wanted to clear that up, because some people are like, oh, it reminds me so much of Earthbound. I'm oh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I never once thought of Earthbound while playing this game is a bit of a stretch, because yeah, it does that's... look a lot like it. But from what I've seen of, of, of Bloodborne, of... of Earthbound, but I do, uh, yeah. I think I think based off of like the sheer design and how meticulous like the mechanics are of every of all aspects of Bloodborne, I think there's really there's very few games in the industry 
in, as a whole that trumps Bloodborne's like design, like at all. <laughs> mm, I mean, I, okay. I will, I'll, let me say this. I love Undertale. I think it's a really good game, but like there were parts of it. I felt I, they didn't work. Like I felt there were weaker parts of the game without like spoiling or getting into details, but like the middle section of the game, I remember when I was playing through it the first time, I felt like it was dragging its feet a little bit. Like I loved how the game opened and then like the, there's, uh, you know, some of the comedy was great, but then I kind of felt like it dragged for a few hours. It's not a very long game. And then it kind of nailed it again at the end. Um, so I guess I'm just saying that like maybe Bloodborne is more cohesive from start to finish, um, even though it's of course a much longer and more intricate game. Well, and I mean, so, you can make the same argument for both Undertale and for Bloodborne, right? Put, it, very, put it this way. Put it this way. Yeah. I personally would put. I personally yeah, would. You actually voted for which? I would actually personally put Undertale at the bottom of this list. So. That's what I was thinking. For too. me, so for I was me, thinking, it has I was to be, thinking it would be Bloodborne, Witcher Three, then Undertale, like in that order. I feel like I would, Undertale I would is a wonderful with... little game, but above both of those. Yeah. Number one, certainly not, but I don't even think it belongs above both of them. It's a I, wonderful short experience. Do I, not get me wrong. I, I Honestly, Undertale is probably going to be like one of my top favorite games of all time at this point, but I'm not going to sit here and, and like pretend like it's going to be the best game overall. I mean, obviously, it's working with a much smaller budget than Bloodborne and Witcher 3 does. Witcher 3's budget is gigantic. Undertale's got a very small one. It even was like on Kickstarter. That's how it kind of came to be. It wouldn't even exist at this point without that. Um, but obviously, Liz also uh, feels as strongly as Undertale as I do. But um, I don't think I'm going to be able to like hold up. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. All right, Under Order somebody, 86. The problem with talking about Undertale is it's really hard to get across what makes the game so great without spoiling what makes it so great. And it's such so, a. It's, so it's, it's really hard. Sorry. I mean, okay, so... I was going to say, I, I know, Liz, like, Liz. That, so it's the story that's good, right, in Undertale? That's well, what you I, mean? I also feel that. like... The, I even feel like... I, I guess... I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to temper my own, my own, like, impression of this game. But the story in Undertale is a little bit back-heavy. Like, it's pretty emotional up front, but you don't really know what's going on until, like, literally, like, right before the, the end of the game. Like, the first... There, there's a couple endings. I think it's done pretty well regardless, but... It, it is a little bit, uh, the structure of how the story of Undertale, like the actual, like, you know, the, what's behind, what's going on is doesn't really, you don't really learn about that until right before the end of the, or the end of the game. So I, yeah, is, I, somebody, this is, might, is, this might be like an extremely terrible way of looking at it, but I think that if you can't explain why a game is good without saying, you know, there are spoilers, I think that's. Shows the limited in scope. No, and how I don't, no, I don't that, think that's you, fair. You, that's the, thing is, the thing is, I'll say, I'll say this, dude. The, 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 the thing about the way that game is constructed is the mechanics are spoilers in a sense. Okay, all right. That's fair then. Liz, that's, I have a question fair. for you. As somebody who voted for The Witcher over Bloodborne in the big screen category, mm -hmm. how do you feel about Witcher placing above Undertale? Now, the thing is, I haven't actually played Witcher, and I've only played a little bit of Bloodborne. The only reason I put Witcher above Bloodborne is because the arguments you guys made make me think that Witcher is actually a really good game that I need to go play as soon as possible. So I can't really say anything about 
how a game I played would rank over a game I haven't played because I'd obviously vote Undertale above it because I haven't even played Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not laughing at you. Okay. Um, yeah. Google Doc is a mess. We're, at, we're laughing at our current list of best overall, which is right now Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, Nintendo for three. Was that, was, that, was, was that Aaron who wrote episode this guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shenanigans with the Google Doc aside. Um, I, I, come I, on, take it seriously now. It's I, 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 I feel like I, 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 I have not played Witcher 3, but I've seen uh, someone I live with play through the whole thing, and it looks, you know, it seems like it's really, you know, an amazing game that kind of sets out everything it wanted to do, but obviously I only have, like, bits and pieces of it. Um, but I would not put Undertale above Bloodborne, I think. I, I think. I think while there's lots of parts in that small package I like, um, I think... There's enough there that I thought wasn't very good, like right in the, in the middle of the game. Um, pacing issues. Yeah, I guess you could call it pacing. I right? would. I mean, I would disagree just because, like, in the middle of that story, you also get to meet some of the best characters in that game, I too. disagree. I felt like the character in that third area of the game was probably the weakest one. And, you don't uh, like her? You're not a fan of her? No, no, not really. <laughs> she, was, she was adorable, and she was a huge nerd. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, my inkling personally, is Bloodborne, Witcher 3, Undertale. I agree with that list. Fair. I agree with that you know, And I, as someone that fought very... Uh, I'm actually really surprised at Bloodborne. I thought it was the only one that was going to bat for that. But, um, but, no, dude. Oh, hell no, dude. Uh, You're not, you ain't alone, bro. But, <laughs> but my... But my uh, what I will say about The Witcher 3 is I think it's the... Um, if I were... Because Bloodborne is technically a new franchise, but it's a Souls game, whatever. Um... If I were to say um, most improved, it's definitely The Witcher 3. I actually was not a fan, really, of the first two games. I've, I, mm -hmm. I finished the first one, and I didn't really like the second one, so I never finished it. But Witcher 3 is... Um, if I were to say from Dark Souls to Bloodborne versus Witcher 2 to Witcher 3, Witcher 3 is a much, much better game, a bit much bigger improvement. Also, it has to be said, to to the credit of, of, of CD Projekt Red, and I actually think this is a good reason why perhaps Bloodborne deserved to win the big screen category over it, even though I was in support of The Witcher, is that it imp it's improved a lot since, mm -hmm. since launch as well. Um, you know, when it first launched, there was a lot of, a lot of issues, frankly, with just just the way Geralt moved, not feeling quite right, and they worked really hard to fix all those. But then you still have to say it did, um, it did ultimately still, you know, struggle to at first. Whereas Bloodborne launched and was was as Bloodborne is. Um, Good way to put it. Well, it had, but, no, it had its problems. It's loading problems. It, it yeah. When I was reviewing that game, the loading was a major problem, right? Yeah, it was. Well, Witcher 3 had huge CD. problems as well, but they patched those a lot of those problems too, so I can totally see that argument. And, yeah, and CD Projekt, like if we were doing a studio of the year, CD Projekt would probably be the winner, I would think. Because see, the, 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 I, yeah, 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 for sure. See, yeah. what we're going to do is argue this, and that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the greatest game of all time, so I'm okay mm, with I'll see this. you guys in 20 years for that then. Yeah, I'll see you in 20 years. <laughs> Okay, oh, just still going strong. Okay, I, I I heard no arguments against why it, the list should not be Bloodborne, Witcher three, and then Undertale. I'm I've I pretty much accepted it because I don't think I'm going to be able to argue against it, especially because I've got to be honest. I just don't think I don't think Undertale should win. I think it's a really magnificent little 
bit of work. But anyone who hasn't played it, play it. It's not that long. It's just $10. That's insane. It's what $10. are you talking about? It's better than Ocarina of Time. It is. What? <laughs> wow. GameStack said so. <laughs> yeah, GameStack said so. It doesn't Metacritic Wait, did almost it really like win? Like, did it actually yeah. win? Yes, it won. Yeah, it won. It won. But that's. This is, I this, mean, this is the form that gave, gave L Block character of the year. I mean, Majora's, I mean, I mean, Majora's Mask 3D is better than Ocarina of Time 2. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is, though, it was making a joke. I think. Oh, yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> no, I'm going to take it seriously. I've never, even, I've never even played Undertale. I should play it, though. I feel you, like I should just put this out there that I would actually put Trails in the Sky in this top three. Just mentioning. I know no, it's a lot no, of I'm not. <laughs> long Man, I mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, nope. At you this point, I think you were the All only in favor one of booting Undertale for Trips in the Sky. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, uh, it's we're, we're good. Okay. So best overall is are we are we in agreement? Bloodborne, Witcher Three, Undertale, business order. Is everyone okay with this? Let the good blood guide your way. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, I'll accept it. Apparently you can get Okay, 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 okay. Let's let's go down, Zach. Just call everybody's names. We're looking at Bloodborne, Witcher Three, Undertale. All right. Uh, are, we, are we saying, like, if we agree? Yeah. All right, Adam, you agree? Uh, yes. Uh, let me just, I guess... Simon, we... you agree? Oh, one second. I, Bloodborne and Undertale, I agree with. The Witcher 3, I kind of feel like I don't really have much input on. Oh. It's, only, it's the one I'm least familiar with, but, you know, obviously it has all the accolades. So, <laughs> you know, it seems like it does a lot of things well. I mean, if it wouldn't have gotten those accolades. Well, okay. right. let's not go through that whole... Like, well, and, it wouldn't I mean, have gotten the accolades if it wasn't great. That would well, be I mean, every, people I trust, I have seen quite a bit of it being played. It's just it's just, just mentioning it's the one I am least familiar with, my, personally. So, Simon, Adam believes in my words. So, oh, yeah. Simon, <laughs> how do you feel about that lineup? Good. Alex, solid. Alex, you feel strongly about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally would swap Witcher and Bloodborne, but I understand, and I, I can't begrudge it, because it's... Fucking good game. I'm right there with you. Uh, Darren? I stand by this, yeah. Josh, you okay with this? <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Darren, <laughs> that's that's very... I, you've got very... Josh's top three would have, like, Xenoblade and Trails in there. <laughs> <laughs> he said Xenoblade and, and Trails look, 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 look. Yeah, I, 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 I was able to get, my, like, a, my, my share of victories in this whole thing, okay? Xenoblade so. stayed. That's a, that's yeah, a that, that's... <laughs> Fought hard. Josh, if, if it makes you feel better, a JRPG won this year. <laughs> yeah. like almost a JRPG, like a very. Well, it is an RPG made in Japan. <laughs> we, we had Fire Emblem as our overall winner two years ago, and that was unorthodox. Look, I, I, I got, and I think, and I think it was competing <laughs> against Nino Kuni. So, <laughs> was it a JRPG? But it was also portable game that won. I think that's, I think that's, that's the, the, the the Great East West War is probably going to be next year. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. think about it. Oh my god. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron are you okay with this, with this lineup? Yeah. Aaron's lineup is Final Fantasy 14. 14, 14, 14. <laughs> I think she did that before. Uh, Liz, you okay with that? Uh, sounds, sounds good to me. All right, good. And Kyle, obviously yep. you're you're okay with this too. So, great. All right, so let's just go ahead and go back through uh, best overall. Once again, it's Undertale, Witcher three, then Bloodborne is the winner. And three so, just just noting, we knocked, we decided to keep Trails in the Sky. Uh, we knocked that out. It still wins best small screen, but it wasn't in contention for the best overall. Yeah, it's we, also a six year old game too. Keep in mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's another factor, to be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and run through all the awards that we have uh, chosen. So I'm just going to run through the winners, not everything else. So best tangential, Yakuza 5. 
best writing and story execution, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunts, best soundtrack, Final Fantasy XIV, Heaven's Word, biggest surprise, Near Automata, still crazy that that exists, uh, one to watch, Persona 5, I think everyone's excited for it, even if you aren't an RPG fan, best indie, Undertale, good to see that, best small screen, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, second chapter, <gasps> best, okay. best big screen, Bloodborne, uh, and that's going to be insane next year. Best overall, once again, Bloodborne. And so, it was yeah. pretty damn close between Bloodborne and Witcher. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> twice yeah. in a row, it's best big screen wins best overall. Let's see what happens next time. Um, only with, well, well, last year, best indie best also won best big screen. Yeah, it was kind of a... That was an uphill battle, Zach and I fought. Yeah, we won. You did. I was going to nominate best... If we're going to talk about Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, I was going to say, what about Divinity Enhanced Edition? Because we're going to go... We're not going to go there. Two years in a row, baby! And Witcher 3 did win best writing, like he said. So yeah, yeah. the only yeah. thing that could save us, the only thing that could save us next year is if a lot of things get delayed. A good think, head, all things get delayed. Persona 5 delayed again. I think, oh I, think uh, I think objectively we had a uh, we made some pretty good choices here. Do, do, you want, yeah. do you want do you want my 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 top three prediction for next year? For next year, okay, mm-hmm. go okay. ahead for it. Just, just off the top of my head, this is complete. It'll, as long as all these games actually come out, it'll be Mass Effect, Persona Five, and Setsuna. That's my prediction. Ooh, that's really, I like that. I like that. That's, 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 that's like, good. You're, you're missing right. one game. You're, you're totally forgetting about Star Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, fifteen remains to be seen. But and I, uh, I, I, I and Mega Dimension. How about Mega Dimension of Tunia? I don't yeah, think it's gonna Mega be bad. I think Tunia. <laughs> I think, hey, don't knock it until you try it. Anyway. I've tried it. It's bad. Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I never mentioned, man, she's... she's... No, that's, like, that's, all, the that's... Game, all the Neptunia games are just the same thing. Okay? Oh, it's no, Mega Dimension is actually different. pretty different. <laughs> all right, great. I think, I think Aaron presents the rock solid argument here. Oh, so... <laughs> they are just bad. They are bad. <laughs> Hey guys, we'll talk about it next you year. See all of those at E3. Come from behind, biggest surprise, make it a mention. All right, so, uh, yeah, obviously E3 is going to be insane. Uh, so, but with that, once again, want to thank all the people that have joined us today. Thank you, Adam Vitali. Thank you, Alex Donaldson, Simon Shun, Darren McPhail, Josh Torres, Aaron Van Dyne, Elizabeth Henges, Kyle Campbell. And um, who yeah, are the people Sharon. that leave Andrew us Sharon earlier? Andrew, Andrew Sharon, and then also David Kreinberg had to leave us earlier. But once again, thank you very much to those two for joining us. Um, despite the schedules, appreciated having them Obviously, here. if you're listening to this through iTunes or whatever, we really put this out so you can get a, uh, some insight into our decision-making process. But you if you listen find... to this whole thing... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> you're an insane person. We had emails about it last year, um, really? but like, huh. yeah, but um, but but obviously, remember that you will be able to find um, text-based summary wrap-up of all this on the site, and hopefully, if I can get the ducks in a row in time, some video stuff as well. That'd be good. So, uh, Cross, fingers so, crossed. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you everyone for joining us for day two of the RPG Site Award nominations and winners. Hope you guys liked it. We did it. Us. We did it. it. Uh, that, 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 yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Water. Water to fight alongside yeah. you, Kyle. Next year, yeah, right. Uh, next year, all the bodies are going to fall. Summon you for co-op next year, too. Best co-op. <laughs> best co-op. We're going to have more categories because there are going to be so many games. Uh, oh, I hope not. Oh, no. Can I do the blurb for best overall? 
Okay. Well, we'll talk about that afterwards. We'll talk about that yeah. afterwards. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. Have Thanks a very, very, very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy yes, Hanukkah. Happy Every Hanukkah. Day. Christmas Hanukkah. Christmas Hanukkah. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.